Atkinson. Care for a rundown. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lift penis? Very Yeah, g'day Rubbers, welcome back to the Weekly Rubdown, a podcast that rubs down everything NRL Supercoach Draft. You are listening to the Round 12 Rubdown, I'm your host Natty, and with me as always, Rowing Shotgun in the Rubmobile is the Stats Wizard himself, Walker the Weasel, what's going on mate? Well mate, uh, speaking of weasels, uh, you've lost you've lost Grant for the second time this season, and I can't see him shifting teams. It's weird. I was looking at the the trades and I was waiting for him to to trade across to someone in in my Origin team, and it just never happened. He's cemented in the Bros, isn't he? He just <laughs> loves to play for the Bros. He bleeds red and black. Old oh, Hazza, what mate, a champion! I, I I even I even put the call out to our good rubbers and uh, on the Patreon, and the poll was well and truly. Just fuck you guys. Shock take me. Take your first round pick. Shock me. Those fucking degenerates <laughs> over there on the Rubdown uh, Patreon just wanting to bury me. Fair. Yep. That's yep. fine. That's fair. Oh, well, we talked we, about it before we, we, we pressed almost. record. It was always going to work out well for me. It was either I keep Harry Grant or I get Nico Hines later on down the track. Either way, coming up smelling roses, uh, which is fantastic. Can't say the same for some of the other guys, but it didn't matter what happened this round. I was going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, like, considering people, there were three, three of the six guys who lost, they had lost their first-round picks. Um, we didn't end up, um, yeah, pulling the trigger on on taking their first-rounders. But, yeah, I mean, there, there are a couple of guys who lost some pretty significant players. So, J.K. lost Cork, and a few others lost some decent players as well. So, Yes. Yeah. So we're talking about the origin round that we talked, uh, that oh, we touched yeah. on we yeah. round 11. Uh, and it has been fucking drama in the listening league. It's been drama in the loveless league, which I love. Heaps of chat on the uh, WhatsApp chats, which is always good. It's humming, absolute fire on there. And that's what these bet rounds do. They fire everyone up and everyone's just straight into the banter, throwing sledges left, right, and center. It's fantastic. But it does take a toll on you to try and get a result at the end of the day, to try and get these trades over the line. Like Wooker said, it ended up being the second highest scorers for my losing team with three of the first rounders. And we've had this rule that's been the don't be a cunt rule, which is sort of like a soft rule, but everyone's been abiding by it. And that sort of links to the don't be a cunt rules. Don't touch people's first round picks because it pretty much fucks their season. But the boys were out for blood and Walker had to spend two straight days trying to get these boys into line so they didn't um, take all our first round picks. But, man, it was yeah. fun. We got there in the end. Well, I mean, I mean, the first one I had to convince was myself. So well, once I got that <laughs> You're on board. You're a good bloke. You want to act like you're a cunt, but you're a good bloke. We see um, the thing is we see the bigger picture. Yeah, some of the other Look, boys are at, pretty. At the, at, at the end of the day, like the three guys would have just rage quitted, um, and yeah, it just would have made for a pretty lopsided fucking um, comp. And we were looking at the the league ladder before, and like we, we've got what nine teams, very close, four points. It's, it's what you ridiculous. want. It's ridiculous. It's so good. And if you look, if you're one of those guys that really only thinks about themselves, you know, you probably don't want a close league. You want to be sitting on top and have daylight between you and second. But um, and, and I think those type of leagues, you, you 
like your, your player bets and that sort of stuff. Oh, it wouldn't exist. It, well, yeah. if it does exist, it's, yeah, it's like the Wild West, so. Yeah, and, like, mm. we're we're a different league. We're more about the lads. We're more about the trip away. It's, it's super coach draft is just a fun thing we do to pass time until we get to have a huge weekend on the piss. Yeah. Pretty, no, exactly. pretty, we, pretty much. We do, we do take it a little bit seriously. Yeah. But um, <laughs> what a great weekend! I mean, it, it takes a, it takes a little bit of fine tuning, and we were, we will change a few of the parameters for this bet because obviously it just blew up in everyone's face. But the bet itself, it makes it's super coach draft on fucking steroids. Not only are you watching your ten players, but you're watching fifty other guys. So you're effectively keeping an eye on sixty of your team's players, and then death riding another sixty players. <laughs> Yeah, because because uh, each of our teams we've got ten starting players, so that's that's why we've got the the 60, 60 team on one side and sixty sixty versus sixty. But it's like, and you, you're watching a game and someone scores and you're straight on there. Who owns him? Oh, he's a fucking free agent. That helps helps <laughs> yeah, no exactly. one. Who scores? How many free agents oh, were there? I know it was oh wild. My God. It was wild. And then the bloke I thought was a free agent, and I was like, ah, oh, it's okay. He's a free agent. Scott Sorensen. <laughs> I fucking look him oh. up, and the cunts on your side. I'm going. Yeah. How does that work? And 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 effectively, I think that 170 points was what we won by. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Scotty Sorensen, hey MVP. Who would have thought? Oh god. Oh, I'm gonna crack a beer. What are you? Um, you on the plonk, mate? I I am on the brouhaha's. So. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Gage Road. Bit of Gage Rose finest, single fin. Yeah, good drop. Get one up, yeah. Tasty drop. Yeah, so actually, even though you want your team won the origin bet, um, so you won Bradman Best, which is here nor there, but it, right. not losing a player is a win. I lost Drinkwater and got Jareem Buller. Fuck, so completely dick there. Uh, but <laughs> we both lost in the round as well. We did. So lost in a close yeah. one. Recalc's got us in the end, which drops me to third, and you went fucking tumbling down the list, down to seven. Yeah. And it that's just how close to show it is. how close the league yeah. is. Yeah, but I was I, I I lost by fucking twelve points, and wouldn't you know it? Fucking Talakai, late scratching. I was I was out out and about, and didn't see that it happened. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I, f- I didn't have time to switch in Holmes, and Holmes obviously scored 90, 90 odd, and I ended up having to fish under the waivers, find a any any hooker that was playing on on the Sunday, just so happened to be the one hooker that got a fucking HIA and got knocked out, Wolford. Um, I thought I was I was set and forget thirty points, which is all I was going for at that point. But um, I said to the boys in our chat, I said, "Talakai's injured." Let's just hope that Walker doesn't see this before cows kick off because I know he'll just put Val home straight in there. And how, then how early did you see that? It was maybe an hour before Cowboys Fuck. kicked off. And I was like... That's super frustrating. Oh, it didn't matter. You guys won. Oh, no, I know, but I would have won my round. And I would have, well, that's I would have true. Shut up, shut up the leaderboard. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, all right. So, yeah, we're still, we're still doing all right. Teams are humming along nicely. Um, yeah, I still don't have a hooker, but yeah, yep. we can we can cross that bridge when we get to it. I'm 
I'm in dire straits with injuries at the moment. I've got obviously oh, I've got Sam as well. This I've got Sam Walker. Who knows when he's back? I've got Sean Lane. Uh, Corey Oates hasn't been named. Ryan Pappenhausen, obviously. I just made a trade for Joey Manu. I traded Brian Toto for Joey Manu. So, you, so you're actively just adding to your woes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 um, God, I almost. But he's only going to apparently he's only going to miss one round when he include the buy. So yeah, exactly. I almost got so playing the man. Not the players, right? So I'm playing mm. Lily. He's got uh, a few injuries. He's down the bottom of the ladder, and he was he was going to lose uh, Cody Walker in that bet. And I was like, okay, yep. now's the time to strike. I said, I said to him, I'll give you Ma'am and Joey Manu, and he said, okay, I'll shoot you back, uh, Manu and Lomax. Yeah, uh, you, you meant Brian Tyre, but yeah, I Tyre, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Time, I almost got Manu and Lomax in that deal, but that would have been that would have been the biggest daylight robbery I've ever seen. Yeah, because he would have done I it saw, before I team saw, lists. Yeah, and then oh. team lists have been named and Lomax is back. Well, so yeah, you had to, to expect you had to expect Lomax to get named considering Griffin got the ass. Almost got there, but anyway. So I'm doubling down. I'm doubling down on Sam Walker, obviously. I'm doubling mm. down on Sam Walker coming back and that right edge for the Roosters playing well, obviously with Manu outside him. It also affords me the ability to move Manu into 5'8 and then shop Mam around later on in the season because uh, yep. I've got fucking Because 5'8 is a seat. tough spot. It is, and I've got so many yep. CTWs. I've got Greg Marzu, Brian Kelly, Corey Oates. I'm sitting pretty with my CTWs, um, and I think, I think I'll keep Sean Lane. Uh, they reckon it's not a really bad hammy. Might be three, possibly four weeks, uh, so I can. Or I'm hoping still I a can significant, keep it. still a significant tear. But yeah, I mean, like tour F in our league, we we play one tour F down. So there's always options usually on the um, on the waivers to pick someone up. So he's one of those I guys, mean, though. If I drop him, you know someone's picking him up right away. Oh mate, I'll, I'll pick him up. Yeah. I'll, I'll carry. I'll carry another quality fucking TRF. Exactly. So I, if I can, I'll carry all those motherfuckers <laughs> injured for as long as possible. Because Your if they all just going to be the zombies. Yeah, if I can just float around that middle of the pack, like I've always been saying, when I get all my troops back, woo, baby, let's yeah. go. If that happens, who knows. I mean, I was I was surprised that Oates wasn't um, Oates wasn't named this week as well. That would have been, that would have been um, a nice little shot in the arm. Yeah, it, it, I did get word that he was coming back this week, so it must be next week. He did, he wasn't mm. in the reserve, so it's going to be interesting to see there. But like as I said, I've got Marzu and, and your boy Brian Kelly at the moment. So, mate, okay. how good has Brian know. Kelly gone this season? He breathes. I was telling everyone, I was telling everyone to get on on the like months ago. Gets he gets he tasty is, unicorn really? points. Somehow, oh, Brian Kelly. He's just, he breathes super coach. He does. He does, yeah. which is fantastic. That's what you want. All right. That's enough dribble to get the uh, tonsils warmed up. Let's get into some injuries. I'm still alive, but I'm very badly injured. So for head knocks that came out of round 11, we had Adam Reynolds, Zach Wolford, Jed Cartwright, and Jermaine Tanoa Brown. Those guys will miss yeah. this week. Just to clarify, our origin team had two of those guys. Mm-hmm. He still did <laughs> yeah. uh, And then injuries, we've got Josh LOA. Uh, he went down with the shoulder, mm, but that's yeah. perfect. Jerbo, he comes back this week. He'll slot back into his 13 role there. 
Uh, Kelma Tulagi for the Manly Seagulls as well. Six weeks with a facial fracture. Ben Travojevic comes in to play back row. Not a bad pickup if he's out there on free agents. Yeah. You Aaron, don't expect him to share time with um, Bullimore. Yeah, Bullimore. for sure. Uh, Aaron Woods, four to six weeks, fractured thumb, but no one cares. Cam McInnes, four weeks, broken hand. So you would think that Fanuk and Royce Hunt are probably the beneficiaries there. Uh, yeah. uh, jo- and plus, and, oh, well, actually, I'll cover that in teamless. Sorry. Are you going to say Braden Hamlin, Ueli? Hamlin, Ueli was in, um, was, well, he, he's in um, extended bench, so he's yep. he might be back this week. Um, and then Joey Manu, uh, some ankle ligaments there, but they reckon it's pretty good. It was an outside roll, so at most you would think two weeks for him. Fucking and one, one, and one of them is the boy. Yeah. Um, Hutcho, fucking playing in the halves. I mean, Roosters. Jesus Christ, what's happening? Uh, Short lane hamstring. Like I said, it's a, it's a minor hamstring, so probably three to four weeks there for Shawnee. Uh, Cardi Party comes back in the back row. Ronald Volkman, compound fracture to his finger that happened in the he first half. He did that in half. the first half. Yeah. He played the yeah. second half with it. He scored that try with with that broken finger. That like He is a, tough. He's a monster. Tough. tough. Tough as old, an old boot. Uh, they've got the buy, obviously, but I will say uh, Luke Metcalf is nearing a return. He came back on the weekend, scored a try in the first eight minutes uh, in Rezzy's. So, yeah. yep, it's he's, his he's jersey. Not, he's a handy handy little stash. 100, bro, 100. He'll come straight back into the position, mm. I reckon. Uh, Spencer Leno, busted nut, ruptured yeah. testicle. I don't know how you do this at training. I don't know what the Panthers are doing over there at There's training. There's been a few busted, busted nuts over the, over the years. Like, I remember Kamali did it one time with the Sharkies and fuck, like. Yeah, like not, thinking not a great about, Thinking about the worst injuries possible. Yeah. It's got to be up there. 100. Uh, so, Lindsay Smith, probably the guy off the bench that'll get a little bit of a bump in minutes there, I, I predict. Um, and we've got Sifitalico with a neck injury. No news about this neck injury, but obviously mm. being sit again this round, Connor Tracy. I mean, fuck, I love Connor Tracy, bro. Yeah, you're a big, you're a big Tracy fan. I just love him. I love watching him play. He's, for a small guy, he looks super strong and he's in everything. Yeah. In absolutely everything. So well, he, um, he can he can play in the halves, and that's that's one of the reasons why he's 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 super skillful. And I think he was originally coming through first year of Supercoach. I think he was like a, a half fullback or something like that. It's um, so it's yeah, he's definitely a guy that you put him in the front row. This, he'd do a this job. Week. He'd do a job and in the, the front row. Exactly. He's like your um your Ray Ray Stone types that he he will fill. Any void that you need. Yep. I love those guys. Um, ones to watch. We've got JWH. He's been named, but he did have a pec strain. Um, so mm. it's obviously not as bad as what they thought with a pec tear, but um, he's one to watch. He might be late out. And also Nelson, Sofa Solomona with that rib injury. Obviously, that's going to be a pain management issue. Uh, but he also had he also had a bit of an ankle concern as well with that. He, he was on and off, on and off. Hip drop that wasn't a hip hip drop. Yeah, yeah. he's one to watch because obviously he's under an injury injury cloud. But fuck the storm, need him. He's a big part of their attack. He Huge. Changed, he, he, he really changes the team dynamic when he gets on the field because they just they have a, they bend the line a bit more and they just look look better going through the middle. Well, it adds another dimension to Harry Grant's game, doesn't it? Hmm. No, and- for sure. Because like, yeah, everyone's everyone's worried about the um, the nice 
juggernaut coming through. Exactly. And it allows him a little bit of space to move move through. Yep. If you've got to have three defenders to stop one bloke, there's going to be space somewhere. Mm. Um, no suspensions, just fines uh, coming out of the weekend, which is fantastic. But that's it, brother. Should we get into it? Yeah, mate. Let's hit it. Let's rub down round 12, baby. Records, rankings, weather. I know the team. These games are a burial, a blowout, a human alarm. I know these players. All you gotta do is bet on the win. I know this wonderful game called football. Let's get on with a rub down. Oh, fuck yeah. All right, so let's get into the first game Thursday, 7.50 p.m. Broncos v. Panthers. Suncorp Stadium, 0% chance of rain. Uh, minimum of 11 degrees, so perfect weather for footy up here in Brisbane. Uh, the ins and out for this game, bro. Yeah, so I'm as a Broncos fan, I am very concerned about mm. this game. Um, so obviously Adam Reynolds is out with concussion. Jock, Jock Madden comes into the team to fill the void. Yuck. He's there is going to be a bit of a slide up tick for Reese Walsh, who's going to hit goals, but fucking hell, like, he's, they're not going to be scoring many tries in this game. I don't think either side will because their defensive s- systems are quite good. Um, Corey Oates has not been named in reserve, so Jesse Arthurs um, stays on the left wing. Panthers, they keep with, the, um, keep with their 13 that has been so successful so far this season. Yeah, this is going to be a great game. I mean, this, this is the game that decides second place. Yep. In the league so far. And the thing that I want to say, obviously we saw the Panthers in the weekend just put the sword to the Roosters, who, in all honesty, they had all their stars in the park. So, like, they should have put up there a better was fight. Zero, there were zero excuses. No, exactly. Um, and the Panthers just like looked like the premiership crushing team that they have been in the last couple of years. They looked very good, very slick. Luai back to his best. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see if the Broncos aren't just flat-track bullies and they can stand up to a team like the Panthers. Obviously, a big out with Adam Reynolds. And the thing with Adam Reynolds being out, it puts too much pressure on Ezra Mam to be the leader of the side. He is just not he's that not guy. That, he's not that guy. I, I looked at him in the weekend. It was very MILF-esque, wasn't it? It was like, mm. oh, fuck, I don't, want, I don't know what to do. I don't want to kick it. I just want to run. I just want to play off the back of someone that's organizing a team. He doesn't want to be the big dick. Yeah. So He's not He's not the first receiver. He, he nope. doesn't have the, that ability to direct the play. He can play one, one pass off for sure. He's really good at that. But yeah, it's he's not that, he's really not that guy. No, and then now there's huge pressure on Jock Madden to come into the side and be that guy to be that you know mm-hmm. X's and O's guys going to direct the team around the park and get him to certain positions in the field for attacking opportunities. It's going to be a lot on his shoulders. So yeah, I like yeah. the Panthers here, but if we want to talk about strengths and weaknesses, Broncos pretty even across the park, both for scoring and conceding points, but the Panthers strong on their right attack but weak against left attack. So I just think that's mm. where the matchups are going to to lie. Really tough for Supercoach points this one. Panthers are the best defensive team for Supercoach points, and Broncos the third best. So tight contest, 
low Supercoach scoring go, game. Go the, go the unders. Go the unders with your bets. Go the one to twelves, whichever side you like. Panthers one to twelves probably not not a bad bet. Um, I think if the Broncos are going to find success, it will be on their left edge through Mam Herbie down that le- edge and the Panthers. I I just think wherever they want to attack is going to be where they're going to score points because yeah. they've been really dominant on their right attack for most of the season. Then on the weekend, their left was just firing on all cylinders. So. Yeah, interesting. Um, give us the top matchups and sits for this game, bro, and then we'll just talk about a few players. I mean, like, there's a sea of red on both sides because mm. both being really good um, defensive teams. Um, Haas, actually, Haas and Flegler have a really good matchup. Um, because How good did Haas play on the weekend? He was unbelievable. <gasps> Unstoppable. So good. Yeah. Um, He's matchup well, proof. He is matchup proof, but I think they do get a lot of points through the middle, um, the Panthers. So he's definitely one that um, happily vice captain or, or even happier to just straight captain him, even if mm. it's the first game. Mm. Um, on the other side, so- that's actually the the only matchup for the Broncos, but statistically, um, on the other side, we'd be looking at guys like uh, mentioned before about the right side for the the, um, the Panthers. So Brian Toto, Stephen Crichton, both have pretty good matchup. On the other wing, um, Taruva has a decent matchup as well. So um, probably one to look at there. But um, the 59 points per game on average against the right wing is um, is something where the Broncos have been conceding a few points. So definitely one that I'll be looking at firing up Brian Toto. Yeah, nice. Um, some of the things I want to talk about is selling high on a couple of these Panthers players. Namely, mm-hmm. if you've got Scott Sorensen and if you can sell him. <laughs> 100%. You want to get I mean, rid of he, him. He's, um, he's, his agent is marketing him around Oof. right now. Um, but the big one, Jerome Lawai, 155 yes. points. Yeah. That's an anomaly. That's not going to happen again. Granted, don't get me wrong, looked really good. But in games, what's he been doing this season? Absolutely fucking nothing. Fuck, fuck all. Um, I'm not, mind you, it's... Um, it was the game that he was <laughs> he had to play to keep that Blues jersey. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of pressure on him. He stood up. Um, and look, he played really off the cuff footy. And maybe that's because they were up by so much and they were crushing the Roosters. I think I'm, it was. I mean, it does afford was. him a little bit of free license to to dance around the place and jerk into side and go outside and throw offloads and do all that shit that gets lots of super coach points. But when the Panthers are playing their standard grind you into the fucking ground type football, he can't do that. He's not allowed to do that. So yeah, I think it was just a a weird game where the Panthers were just throwing the ball around, having fun with it. And and he was, um, he was the beneficiary, I think. Yeah. Fucking sell, sell, sell. (laughs) Sell, sell, sell. Um, but yeah, I mean, Panthers are looking good. Broncos are looking good. Uh, I did. So I alluded to it earlier in the in the podcast about selling Brian Toto, and I have been talking about that because uh, I obviously have been watching him like a hawk because he's been in my side. And on the weekend, scored a try. Granted, off a kick, it was he got fifty seven, but that's not really what you expect from Brian Toto with a try, even if it's off a kick. Do you know what I mean? Like that's normally mm, a seventy five yeah. point game, right? Uh, and yes, the the week before he had a fantastic game, made twenty runs, plenty of tackle breaks. But it's like I keep saying, it's it's outside uh, critter, which is hasn't been 
profitable for him and then teams aren't kicking towards him so he's not getting a lot of those runs coming out of the back end um mm. less tackle breaks everything is just it's a down year because teams know how to play him and yeah if yeah. you can get him somehow for a trade for anyone for example i got joey money buying low on him uh, out of a poor game now he's injured that I, I i just think that's a fantastic trade yeah, it was um, it was daylight robbery, and you should be sacked for that. Smart, uh, smart, <laughs> smart. I can't believe you do your own family like that. That was that's that's poor. That's but the, poor but the thing is, it's actually a really good trade for both of us. He needs blokes. He needs in the points park. now. He yep. needs points now. He needs to win games. He need he can't afford to have injured guns. Yeah, so that's and that's true. when I always say, play the man. Mm. Don't play the player. Yeah. Play the man. Research who is in your your league. Okay, this guy's struggling. He's got some injured players. I can carry those injured players because I'm up the top of the ladder. I'll make a fair trade. He's going to be happy with that because he needs someone playing this week to get a win, and I can carry the injured player. So when you look at it, you're like, both parties win. Everyone's happy you walk away. Now, yes, I won't have six players for the next two weeks, but... (laughs) I think small, I can carry small, it. Small, small price to pay. Yeah, like I'm coming uh, third. If I drop a few games, I might drop down to eighth or something like that, but I can yeah. I can handle it. Yeah. I mean, like in the meantime, you've ruined a relationship with your dad and your brother-in-law, but who cares? He still loves me. It's super catch. He still loves me. I'm helping him out. I'm really helping him out. Oh, uh, yeah. I extended yeah. him a lot. You're, you're helping yourself I'm out. the saint. I'm the saint in this, this, this um, know, I scenario. See, I see right through you, mate. <laughs> I see right through you. It's a good trade. Smart trade. Um, yeah, so very little options here with VC. Obviously, you know, Nathan Cleary is always going to be a VC option. Um, you talked about Haas being a straight-up captaincy option. Don't mind that as well, but just – know that we it sort of looks like this game is going to be a bit of a dog fight yeah i mean a lot of your a lot of your high-end ceiling players it, it's not really the type of game that will suit them like your reese welsh mm. like your um like your jerome Lewis. um it, it might be one for someone like your dylan edwards so dill dill edwards he has really good base so we did a bit of a expose thing uh last week on um on uh, the fullbacks and how they've been scoring points. And, yeah, the base power average for Dylan Edwards is off the charts. Um, But he's also been backing it up with a lot of attacking output as well. So if there's anything that does happen in this game, it it might have its fingerprints on um, from Dylan Edwards. Mate, he is running circles around Teddy at the moment. And if it wasn't for (laughs) incumbency, you would pick Edwards 100%. Um, yeah, he's a fantastic player. Um, all right, let's get to the next game. Friday, 6 p.m., Dragons v. Roosters at Jubilee Stadium. Uh, 20% chance of rain here, mostly sl- sunny, slight chance of shower, but all in all, not a bad evening for footy. Uh, mm-hmm. Might be a little bit wet down there, and you you got to remember that now getting into winter, any Sydney game is going to be a lot of dew on the grass, can be a little bit slippery. So um, keep that into your considerations with your uh, start and sits. Yep. Uh, what is your the ins and outs for this game, bro? Yeah, so key ins and outs, Zach Lomax is back. So he pushes Max Fige, um back to the reserves. Uh, Moses Mbai has been dropped in place of Jacob Little. Um, apparently... 
uh, so uh, Sullivan is also on the bench. So apparently the system's going to be similar to what it has been in previous weeks where uh, little, little will go to the bench, Hunt will go to hooker, and then Sullivan will come in and play in the halves. So assume that's going to be the case again. Um, Sullivan, um, yeah, obviously didn't do well for anyone who brought him in last weird, week. Weird, weird scenario. It was, weird. It was, it, and it might, it might have just fed into, um, yeah, one of the reasons why they didn't, um, they they didn't persist with uh, Hook because, like, they needed a little bit of spark and attack, and the fact they didn't bring him back on after the Simbin was just fucking weird. 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 Mm. Not only that, he was kicking goals for him. Like, yeah. Anyway, fuck, strange. So yeah, I, I'd expect it to to have that rotation um, for the yep. Dragons. Uh, then we got Joey Manu. He's he's obviously out uh, along with Semi Walker. So Drew Hutchinson comes in. He's actually in at halfback rather than five uh, eight, and then Kiru moves to halfback. Not uh, moves to five eight. Not that, that really matters too much with how they play. Egan Butcher he pushes Gussie Crichton back to the bench. Kicking the dick. Mm. Um, and other big news, Satili Tupinua has claimed the 2RF spot over Nat Butcher, pushing him to the bench. So it's um, it's Ouch. the uh, it's the other Butcher brother that gets the ass. So um, you'd imagine that um, Satili and Nat Butcher will share time along with Egan Butcher and Crichton. So irrespective, Gussie still is getting around 60 to 70 minutes each game. Um, it seems like he's gassing out at about 65 minutes. So he's still getting kilometers back in the legs and all that sort of stuff. So don't um, don't read into it too much. Um, Joe Weir Hargreaves, like you mentioned before, he's been named um, despite the peck injury. But if he is a late scratching, the, um, the guy to take the starting spot would be Matt Lodge. Yep. Yeah, nice. Just a touch on Sammy Walker as well. Uh, he has a – it's an ACL sprain yeah, at the moment. So rarely fucking happens. Yeah, expected to miss four weeks with that one. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty rare injury. But, Did the physio um, say whether it increases the risk of doing your ACL? No. He just said the strength and stability is very important um, yeah, okay. in, the, in the rehab process. But, yeah, right. so – for Sam Walker owners like myself, just fucking kick back. It's going to be another month um, until Ooh. we may see him. Who knows? Like You just don't know if that's if it is going to be the case anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm just running him as AE and that's that's all I can do really. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's get into the strengths and weaknesses. Huge uh, right attacking game here. Both teams can see the majority of their points down their left edge defense, especially the Dragons. 63 points per player per game on average. Um, this is the f- hell, it's, it's, a, it's a super highway. I oh, know. It's fucking disgusting. Um, Roosters have the fifth best uh, supercoach matchup. Um, in this game. So I think it's going to be a nice little bounce-back game for the Roosters. Hacho in the halves does worry me, but I think Kiri's going to be the main dick. I think Hacho's just going to be another guy that runs the ball. Um, but, yeah, it's all about the Roosters' right attack here. It has the best matchup among all right edges. So you're looking at uh, Suwali'i is over there on the right now. Uh, Jackson Paulo. Uh, Teddy on the sweep, these guys might be in for a big mm. one. Um, 
But yeah, for the Dragons, I mean, there's plenty of guys here that have been fucking stepping up. JDB, Hunt's been playing well. As long as Hunt isn't in my super coach side, he's a weapon. <laughs> so like, exactly. So as yeah. long as I just never pick him and never have him in my side, he's always a target. Yep. Um, but at the moment I bring him into my side, then I'll let you guys know it's time to sell, baby. Sell high. <laughs> um, Jackie Bird has, has obviously been playing quite mm. well as well. Fuck, he's got a tackle um, break in him. This, he does, doesn't he? He's, <laughs> he's very Latrell-esque when he crabs across field and just mm. sort of like brushes dudes off. He I was must watching have had him an, just in, going, an inch, an inch thick of fucking Vaso on him or something. Bro, they just couldn't, tick, couldn't tick, grab tick, onto tick, him. Tick. It was for one run. He had six, <laughs> six tackle breaks in a uh, run. I was like, fuck me, that is sexy. Um, yeah, I think this will be a great game. I think this will be an entertaining game. Um, but I think the Roosters will get the job done. Dragons just. Both on and off the field, they're just got they're in just in turmoil. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm. Like they, they just don't look like a co- cohesive unit, and they just don't look like they want to be there. They've got about ten minutes of good football in them. Ben Hunt just just trying to do fucking everything. I mean, yeah. there was one play on the weekend where he was playing cover defense and was rushing over to do a, a, another tackle on the other side. He did like four tackles. That's like, can and- someone fucking help this cunt out? Like, what yeah. is going on? So as long as they're playing like that, I just don't think they'll win games. Um, yeah, so Roosters all the way for me. I think it's going to be a low-scoring one because the Roosters have looked dog shit in attack as well, but you cannot tell me that they won't be up defensively for this game after conceding 48 points. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Matt Lodge, Matt Lodge not a bad pickup um, because, man, I, I, in all honesty, how does JWH play this game? No, Like if it – Surely he's literally just named, I don't know, just for Cop- shits and giggles. Copy-paste. They've just gone yeah, copy-paste. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Tuesday afternoon. Fuck, copy-paste. We'll work it out later. I mean, there, there were some pretty shocking um, uh, shocking changes to the Tariffs, so it was definitely not a cut-and-paste Yeah, one. that's true. That's true. <laughs> it was um, all, true. All, all, all the way through. So, yeah, look, it, they're probably just giving him as much time as they can because they are a different outfit when he's on the field. 100, um, yep. And – Look, he did he did try to soldier on for a bit, but look, there's only so much you can do with a with a torn, uh, partially torn pack. Mm. Worst thing you could do is try to um, try to play through and tear it further. Yeah, exactly. All right, mate. Top matchup sits for this game. Plenty right, of red so, in this game too. Weird. So th- there's there's a little bit of red, but if we if we have a look at the um, excuse me the six round average, um, a couple of a, a couple of key key matchups do actually start to um, start to line up. So. Tiatel Amon, um, Tiatel, sorry, Amon has a decent matchup. So he on the left half, the Roosters have been conceding seventy-eight points in the last six games to left-sided halves, um, and going on his inside, uh, sorry, his outside. Uh, Jackie Bird has a really good matchup as well, seventy-eight point eight point three points um, conceded to left to refs. So. Definitely one that I think Jackie Bird will, will score well regardless because um, he's he's got a heavy base content um, in his scores. Um, on the other side of the ball. Just before you um, move on, Dragons yeah. are one of the hardest teams to lock down for where guys are playing on their edges. Some some games I see Ben Hunt predominantly on the left. Some ga- oh, he games. Oh, sw- he switched. No, no, no. He switched to the right predominantly now. Yeah. So um, and the, t- the and I think that's partially because Sullivan is more of a right player. Yeah. Okay. So when so when Hunt goes to to hooker, 
Um, Talatau Amon can just stay on the left. left. He doesn't okay. have to worry about changing his his combinations or anything. Yep. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Every time I look up at a dragon's game, I go, <laughs> uh, why are you there? Yeah, mate. You, you try to do the fucking stats for it when you're trying to you're trying to pick which side the players are. You got to actually watch. The I game am. That's it. what I'm doing. I'm trying to do it for you. I'm like, oh, looking for. I'm gonna fucking yeah, give, give Walker the heads up here. No fucking clue. Yeah, but I I had to have a look because there, there were obviously a couple of tries got a couple of weeks ago, and you obviously track through watching the highlights and. I was watching. I'm going. Well, what the fuck is Benny Hunt doing on the right or outside? Mm. He does play. play he does. And the thing is. Ben Hunt actually sides, he but- does he does he does pl- he plays both sides of the ruck and he's just got his hands on the ball pretty mm. much the whole game. Yeah, um, yep. But uh, Teddy has a decent matchup. He obviously isn't in um, real form at the moment, but um, the Dragons been conceding seventy five points in the last six games to fullbacks. Uh, Jackson Paulo on the right edge, uh, sorry on the right wing. Um, Dragons been conceding seventy six points per game. Um, those are really the key ones. Um, there's obviously matchups in the halves as well for for both sides. But look, it's probably one that um, I think I think it's going to be a defensively minded game. Um, I don't think either of the teams really have firepower and attack. So yeah, uh, it's going to be a tough one because obviously there's a couple of injuries on the Rooster side, but there's also obviously a new coach, new mm. uh, well, interim coach. And all of the backlash and the and the noise around that. So I'm not sure what sort of dragons outfit are going to come. Yeah, it is going to be an interesting one. Uh, for draft moves, we keep saying it. Jaden Sewer is available. If he isn't agents. in teams, oh my god, it's unbelievable. Pull the car over he now. Keeps, he just keeps turning turning up. Get get on your phone. Get him in your sides. He he continues to perform 68 and on in, the weekend. And in fairness, really good. in fairness, he's even a plug and play matchup. Even if you don't want to keep him. Plug and play. Just bring him in. Just bring him in and play him for a couple. He's of good every single week. I don't know why people aren't getting on. Yeah. Um, but for the Roosters side, I think it's just buy low now for the yeah. Roosters. It's so many players in this side that you're getting at a bargain basement. Tedesco, like, is he ever going to be this cheap? And yes, it is but, a little bit of thing, a a, a gamble, thing. but it's Teddy people. It's fucking Teddy. <sighs> I'm I'm really starting to become the mindset that, uh, like, ha, has the has the situation changed where Teddy's not that reliable seventy point player? Not at the and, moment. And, he and isn't. I think, and I think that I think is it is it the Roosters that are causing this, or is it his form that is causing the Roosters to not play as well? I honestly think. That because it's not his effort that's the problem at the moment. Like there was, a, there's been place obviously with Manu at five eight. He's not a five eight. No. He's a centre playing at five eight. But this role, problem, right? this problem was before that five eight situation. No, hundred percent. And we've talked about it at nauseum about everyone be- playing for individual reasons. Uh, everyone wants to have a run. You know, Kiri on the left. He loves to go short. He never goes out the back to Teddy. He just they need doesn't. to shove Sueli on the fucking wing. Exactly. He'll, he'll Another guy. Out there. He'll Another guy. Another guy. Another guy. Um, Sam Walker not in the side. It actually has hindered Teddy because if mm-hmm. there's one half in the side that likes to go out the back to Teddy, it is Sam Walker. So I just think the way that the Roosters have been playing all through this year have just been terrible for Teddy's output. And if you if you think that Sam Walker is going to come back into this side, and you think that the Roosters are going to turn it around then you buy Teddy low and you and you run with it. Because, I mean, 
at the moment, you could you could throw up Gutho for Teddy. You could throw up Will Kennedy for Teddy. Any of these like guys. Drinky, fucking, or maybe not drinky, but like Do you know what almost, I mean? like, almost any fullback. And this is what drafts about people. I mean, it's all about backing your gut. So if you think that's going to happen, like for me, I'm of, I have Sam Walker and I can't get rid of him, right? Yep. So I've doubled down. I've went and got Manu. I'm like, right, I obviously need Sam Walker to come back and perform to probably have a decent chance at winning the comp. Yep. So why don't I just fucking double down on this? Get, and to get be honest, Manu. The, the strength of schedule for the Roosters is pretty exactly. impressive. Exactly. So if it all works out, Sam Walker comes back, he's healthy, he's humming, that right edge starts sparking up, and he's feeding ball to Manu, that might not be a bad stack in my team with that strength of schedule. Conversely, he might not come back and it could be a terrible move, but fuck, that's what draft's all about. You gotta fucking yep. fingers crossed. Makes make a move, stick with it, <laughs> have a plan, fucking move, shake. Have a plan, get, have a plan B, have a plan C. Shake and bake, baby. Let's go. This is what it's about. Make a move. So yep. if you are like me and you want to double down on this, it's time to buy low on the roosters. But I totally understand if you're in the, in the other camp where you're like they're a basket case. I don't want anything to do with them because it, it does. It looks like shit at the moment. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, like let's 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 be absolutely real. I've never seen the Roosters play like this mm. um, since Robbo's taken charge. And is it is it something that the recruitment has led to this situation? Is it something that look they they rely they've relied on certain players to perform, and when those players don't perform. They they just don't they've just lost something in attack. They can, like, yeah, they can yeah, only go up from here. That's that's the positive thing. You've got Angus Crichton, like you said, getting eased back, playing more minutes each week. Satili coming back, he looked good on the weekend. Um, Matt Lodge playing really well. Collins has been solid all year. They, in all honesty, they need to fucking use Turpin more. I mean, cheese yeah. is shit. Let's. Would you? He's, uh, a, he's mean, a middle. He's 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 a lock. He's he a middle. Is, he's yep. a lock. Yep. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. He's in the he's, wrong team. His service, his service out of dummy half is is subpar for a hooker for an NRL standard hooker. It's better this season than it has been in previous years, but it's still not up there. A team that wants cheese is like the Tigers, who don't have dominant halves that are running the side and can do with a, a hooker that's going to run well, a lot. And- and they they're currently playing with just a middle forward as their lock. Yeah, they'll have a bit they'll have a bit more guile and a bit more um, options and stuff if if Chase is out there. So they've got the troops to have a successful team. It just needs to all start clicking. Mm. I mean, Billy Smith coming to the side, playing on the left there. He's looked fantastic. He's looked, he's looked real good in the last couple of days. Another guy that if he's available on freeze, please pull the car over. Go get him right now. He needs to be in sides. Um, like you said, Joey Suwali'i, if he can move to the wing again, that'd be a fantastic move. And if Sam Walker does come back into the side, that's exactly what will happen. Mm, they yeah, love cause... Billy Smith. Billy Smith isn't going anywhere. He's had he's had 1,082 injuries, and they still put him into the side as soon as he's healthy. So he ain't all, going all anywhere. He's been to his ACL. 100. Yeah, exactly. Like, they love him. He's in this side to stay. So, mm. and we know that Joey Suwali'i is not. 
So you would think that the team would well, line he's the, up. He's there, he's there for another season, though, apparently. Exactly. One more season. So if anyone's going to be moved out to the wing, it's going to be him. You know, you still yep. got Toops to come back in the side. So that back line all, all of a sudden starts to look like Teddy, Toops, Billy Smith, Joey Manu, Joey Suwali'i, Kiri, and Sam Walker. And you're going, okay, now we're starting to get back to what this Roosters side was looking like when they were really successful at the back end of last season. So mm. interesting times, one to watch, but it must be noted that all these guys are just sitting so low for you know the price that you're going to pay for them. Who would have yeah. thought you could get Teddy at like a 55, 60 average? Well, who price. would have thought at the start? Who would have thought at the start of the season that Hayes Perham outperforms in most statistical elements, Teddy? Hectic. And he has hectic, hectic, <laughs> like literally bro. hectic. Uh, um, so captaincy options here, not a lot. If I'm honest, Ben Hunt, as I said, as long as he's not on my Supercoach side, he will perform. And he's just everywhere. He's just doing everything. Like, yeah. If the Dragons do anything in attack, it's because of him. So, you know, you can count him for a 65, 70-point game. The Roosters have been leaking a lot of points, so he's not a bad shout. On the Roosters' side of the ball, I can't trust anyone. I really can't. I mean, like, Teddy as a VC, because we know that he's got the ceiling. Um, Kiri at a stretch, but, like, if you've got Kiri, surely you've got better options. Um, Yeah. But apart from that, there's no real high ceiling players in the team that would confidently get you over the 90 to 100 points that you'd need to warrant a VC loophole. Exactly. Yeah. No trustworthy options there. Let's get into the next game. We are dragging these out. Um, Friday, 8 p.m., Bunnies v. Eels, Allianz Stadium. 20% chance of rain in this one. So, yeah, towards the end of the night, the, the rain might come, which will mean it'll be a little bit slick. Out there in Sydney. Um, Ins and outs for this one, bro. Uh, So ins and outs, we've got – it's a short one. So we've got uh, Jaira shifts to the bench. Realistically, with how their forward rotation goes, it's not really going to impact him too much. Um, So Hame Sele starts with Zatola. Turgis isn't back just yet, so there's going to be um, a few more minutes probably for Arrow. Um, Like you mentioned before, Sean Lane, he's out with that dodgy hammy. Um, Cardi comes in to replace him on the left edge. So Maddo stays on the bench. Similar to um, some of what we were talking about before um, uh, with Jairo, it's not going to matter too much to Maddo. Um, he's going to obviously play through the middle off the bench uh, for a while, especially until RCG comes back. Um, and then Moses, he makes his return. So Jacob Arthur gets fucked off out of the side. Yeah, love the bunnies here. Love, yeah. love, 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 love the bunnies in this game. So for strengths and weaknesses here, it's the bunnies left. So in the last sort of three games, we've seen the bunnies use their left attack more, which has sort of evened them up. Now they're a pretty even dominant attacking team on both sides of the ruck, which is just scary as fuck. I mean, the bunnies are mm. looking red hot at the moment, really well-rounded in attack. Um, and it's because I like this matchup because of the Eels. They're weak on their right edge defense, both for conceding super oh, coach absolutely. points and conceding tries. So mm. the Bunnies left attack has the best matchup for all left attacks uh, for this round. 
So AJ could be in for one. Chuck him in for an anytime try wow. score as well. Love him. Tass Funny. as well. Yep. has a really good one. Walker will be up for this one. But in all honesty, just back all the guns. Latrell Mitchell is just unfucking touchable at the moment. Like, I'll be having an ATS on him as well. I don't give a fuck what the matchup is like. He is just everywhere. He mm. looks hungry. And... Big dog's got to eat. He is fucking eating, bro. Eating. <laughs> and the hard... I mean, could you imagine having Latrell Mitchell in your side and your grand finals round 26? <laughs> Yeah. What a conundrum because you're just like, oh, my, this cunt is just winning me games single-handedly. I'm captaining him every week. But it's like, you know, in the back of your head, every fucking round end. I it's use him, end. his yeah, fucking man. value drops. It's going to be get getting to a point where I just can't sell him at all and then I'm not going to have him in the grand final. Fuck. Mm. Hard one, man. Hard one because he is. is. And we've talked about the strength of schedule as well. Like the bunnies over the next six, seven games is just shift kiss. <laughs> yeah. Very I tough. mean, I, you've got to be looking, if you're around 26 grand final, you've got to be looking at shipping off guys like Cody Walker, guys like Cook, guys like Mitchell. All of them now. It's um, guys like, like AJ, Cam, Campbell, Graham, mm-hmm. like Hondos, Hondos. Yep. Conversely, um, going on the hunt for a guy like Golomitangi, who obviously he's due back in a, in about two, three weeks. He's definitely one that he's going to obviously fire towards back into the season. Um, you, you're not obviously not going to be selling, selling the earth for him. You'll be able to get him for someone who's going r- relatively decent. Hell, <laughs> Scotty Sorensen might do it um, after showing what he can do. So, look, yeah, I, I'd be putting in the trade for um, for Kalamatungi to, to get you to the finals. Um You'd be looking at get, getting rid of the the more higher valued players, though. And the people you target are the guys that are sitting at the bottom of your ladder, because okay. they're yeah. not concerned about when these cunts play the grand final, because all they're concerned about is making finals. They're like, it's "Fuck it, I'll just I'll worry about the grand final if I get to the finals. Just give yeah, me Latrell yeah. Mitchell so I can win some games." Do you know what I mean? So I'd be looking at the guys that are coming last, second, last, third, last. See who they've got at fullback, mm. and you know Latrell Mitchell could get you a fullback plus a CTW, a fullback plus a, a two RF or something like that. And the way that Latrell Mitchell's playing at the moment, that's an easy sell. And not only, it's like the trade I just made with Tor and Manu. You know, it's going to be yeah. a, a, a dual beneficial uh, trade because they're like, yeah, look, I know that Latrell Mitchell plays round twenty six, but I fucking need him now, like. So yeah. give him to me, and I'll give you whoever you want. So it's going to help no, both no, parties. There's no, there's no point in having the best fullback for round 26 if they're not going to win your games now. 100, exactly. Yeah. So that's what you should be doing now. And I know what you're all thinking. You're like, oh, but I love Latrell. I love Trelly Mitt. Like, he's getting me so many points. I'm telling you, the close – and look, people listen to this podcast, people who are listening to Guru's podcast, anyone that's listening to any Supercoach podcast, podcast or, or watching any content or anything this has been talked about a lot so everyone's on the same page everyone knows you know that to keep one eye on when these finals are on and if you have guys that are, have a buy in, in your grand final to start shopping them so everyone's on the same page you just got to be smart about it you got to pick your targets cleverly yeah exactly play the man <sighs> exactly bro that's what you got to do all right top matchup sits for this game bro 
Uh, so ne- hit the nail on the head with the the left wing and left center for the bunnies. Um, obviously, the Eels have been conceding bulk points through both those positions. Fifty eight points to the left wing, fifty three points to the left center. So AJ Tass definitely options. Um, AJ for an anytime try scorer. Oh, has to be in there. two or more. Let's go. Yeah, true. They've been. Yeah. Where's where's your two or more um, calls? You haven't done one this yeah. year. Normally, this is your bread and butter, the two or more calls. It is, Wook. it is, actually. Um, all right. Well, actually, I might save it for AK, AKP. He's, been, he's only been scoring two. Um, Will Penasini. Um, so Alex Johnson has a top matchup for the last six rounds. Um, so that uh, top top matchup is top two, defensive, uh, top two defensive matchup and top six in their attack. So... He's been scoring 55 in the last six rounds. His um, his defensive opposition have conceded 58 points. Um, on the other side, Will Penasini has a really good matchup. So the Bunnies have been conceding, and this is through Isaiah Tass, have been conceding 61 points to right-sided centers. Um, he's been scoring 62 points per game. So... Probably a good one to fire him up if you've got him in the rotation. The cunt can uh, move too. Did you see him make he, that break? Wheels, bro. He has wow. got some serious wheels. <laughs> so, um, no, he's definitely one that, if, obviously, if he's in the clear. We have seen a few defensive um, frailties for Tass, um, just a few of his decisions and stuff like that. So there might be a bit of an opportunity there. Um, outside of that, there's there's really no clear matchups um, for the last six rounds average. Um yeah, it's it's going to be a tight one because I think the the Eels have definitely um, tightened up their defence in the last six rounds than compared to the um, the start of the season where they were leaking points everywhere. Mm. I think it's going to be a little bit of a different game than you saw on the weekend, and people have the wrong idea about the Tigers. They're actually really staunch in defence, um, and we saw it for most of that game. Like it was only until the end there where the Bunnies started scoring some points that it blown out to a thirteen plus win. Mm. Yeah. But the Eels historically just leak points. They they can be staunch up the guts, but on the edges, man. It's up so, the guts where they're staunch. It's uh, on the edges is where they do leak points. Yep. And you talked about Will Penasini having a matchup as here, but like a lot of points get scored around him every game. Oh, so, yeah. So like Tass, like I said, AJ, they're in for a big game. Yeah, I like the bunnies here, and to be honest, I don't, I wouldn't mind them thirteen plus uh, against the eels. Captain VC, it's the big guns: Latrell, Cody, Campbell, Graham. Yum, yum, yum. The big three, the new mm-hmm. big three, the new big three. So, Cam Murray and and Damien Cook, they they put by the wayside now. Exactly. That's, they're not they're not attacking they're not attacking through the middle like they used to. No. So. And on the eels side of the ball, I mean. Moses and 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 Dill Brown are fantastic players, fantastic super coach players as well. But Bunnies have just been not only really good in attack, but really good defensively. They've been as well. the points vacuum. Yeah, like, I think right, they're I think they're there's second. Not, there's not many. There's not many games where I think like looking at the top, like the defensive matchups, they they've got the best defensive matchups in four positions. Yeah, like it just doesn't happen. Yeah. So, so if you can sit, clean. if you can sit your outside backs from the the eels, I definitely would be doing that. Oh, and if yeah. you were thinking about VCing or captaining anyone from the eels, yeah, think again. Yeah, I I don't think that this is going to be a good one for uh, for eels fans. Nope, 
nope, nope, nope. All right, let's get into the next game. Uh, Saturday, 3 p.m., Sharks v. Knights. Coffs International Stadium. This one, never heard of it. I guess it's a Coffs Arbor. Coffs uh, Arbor, you'd name. imagine. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, perfect fucking afternoon for footy. Uh, 5% chance of rain. Sunny, light winds. Yum, yum, yum for footy. Uh, ins and outs. Uh, so Sifatalakai is still out um, with that neck injury, like you mentioned before. So Connor Tracy um, retains that spot. Also got a good matchup, so he's definitely one to fire up as a plug-and-play this week mm-hmm. um, up against the Knights. So uh, definitely concede some. Um, Braden Hamilton on the extended bench, so he might be a late in. Um, so definitely keep watch on team list. Might push like Oregon Kofusi or um, Royce Hunt to the bench. Uh, Leo Thompson has been named at lock, but uh, be expecting him to share time with uh, Adam Elliott. And um, yeah, uh, Hetherington actually, he gets the start. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes again. Roycey Hunt finally getting some meat. Like I said, mm. hey, I called it. It's only taken. It's only ele- taken about eleven three weeks. Months. Yeah, yeah <laughs> eleven yeah. weeks to get there, but I called it. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Um, yep. So for this one, strengths and weaknesses, another really big right attacking game here. All the right attacking players should be firing in this one. Both teams strong in attack down their right, weak down their left edge defense. You've got the Sharks scoring 66 points per player per game on their right edge. Knights leaking 60 points per player per game. Two left edge players, uh, two right edge players, sorry. Oh. Yum. And then on the other side of the ball, it's almost as bad. Knights scoring 61 points per player per game down there. Right edge Sharks conceding 57 points per player per game to right attacks. So, yep, you love it again. Nico, Nicara, Ramian, Katoa again. Kennedy on the sweep. We love all those guys. For the Knights, you think Dom Young, he's definitely going to bag one at some point. Dane Gagai, fantastic matchup for him as well. Um, the Sharks have the top Supercoach matchup of the round just because of the, the amount of Supercoach points they've been scoring and the amount of Supercoach points the Knights have been conceding. And their right edge has the second best matchup this round. So plenty of guys to love in this game. And to be honest, on both sides oh, of the God, ball, yeah. like this is a Supercoach bonanza. Like if you've got any Sharks, any Knights, guns, they're all VC captain options, in my opinion. Mm. I, I can't wait for this one. This is going to be a very exciting game. Yeah, no, it's definitely one that I'm I'm looking out for because, uh, like, Pong is back. He and when I say back, he's back to form. Fucking oath, he is, bro. Origin, Didn't he look or, or, good? Origin, origins around the corner, isn't it? Aren't the boys both stepping him, up? Him and Luai. <laughs> <laughs> so they just can't, they, play, can't play a game outside of the Origin lead-up. They definitely read the the paper that week. <laughs> and went, exactly. Oh, they're yeah. doubting me, are they? Okay, yeah, well, okay, okay. Fuck, boys, hold my beer. Shit. Yeah, yeah nah, fuck. He played really well. Um, boys, hold my mai tai. Oh, yeah, hold my, hold my milkshake, my strawberry milkshake. Um, <laughs> All right, give me the top matchups and sits for this game. Jeez, there's, there's some big ones, especially with the um, the Sharkies. So Will Kennedy has a top matchup. They've been uh, Knights been contending second most to fullbacks, 82 points mm. per game. So yum. Uh, Nico Hines has a top top matchup. So the Knights been conceding the most points to right halves. 
81.8 points per game. Round 12's El Capitano. If you're oh, going to captain that? one oh, man yeah. this round, it's it's him. Exactly. Um, and then uh, Teague Wilton has a top matchup. Knights conceding second most to left to RFs, 75 points on average. <laughs> Lock it in. For Nukin, has a decent matchup as well. Obviously, with uh, McInnes uh, injured, he's going to get a bit more of an uptick in minutes, uh, second game back. Uh, they've been considering Knights have been considering the most to locks 75 points per game. Front row forwards, Knights have been conceding the second most to front row forwards, 58 and a half points per game. So Braden Hamlin Rosie Hunt, Oren Kafusi, um, those are guys that you might be looking at firing it's up. It's easier just Connor to Trace. say the guys that don't have a good matchup <laughs> exactly. for the Sharks. So, there's Connor two Trace. guys that but have, don't have a good but matchup. But yeah, exactly. There's, there is one guy that um, he should be available on freeze at the moment, and he's definitely one to go grab, and that's Connor Tracy as a great mm. plug-and-play option. So yep. with um, Sifatalakai out for an undetermined amount of time, he's going to be filling in that spot. He looks the business. He's obviously um, we were talking about him earlier. Look, he's he's a great guy to have in your team, and especially when he, you've got Teague Wilton and um, Molotalo inside and out. Yeah, it's a good place to be. Yep, uh, and also like Connor Tracy coming up against Dane Gagai. He does have deficiencies in his defense. He's also an aging center as well, coming up mm. against a guy like Connor Tracy, who's fucking hard to handle against the best defense defenders. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. going to get points this one. I don't mind Connor Tracy for a sneaky little try in this one in 18 years. He'll be paying, he'll be paying nice too. Um, I just love this game, man. I was doing a deep yeah. dive into this game um, when I was looking at my punts for the Chase Lewis podcast, and I was like, fuck, there's so many guys I love here. Um, obviously, you talked about Will Kennedy. He'll be in for a big one here. Um, you can. I'd expect him to get some meat in this one, Will yes, Kennedy. Yes, please. Same as yeah. Sienna Katoa. Uh, we did put out the Patreon plug and play, and I'll be doing this each week where I – Use the Patreon stats sheets uh, and I use them to dwindle it down, follow the stats rabbit hole and find a player that I like to either captain, ATS. Usually it's a guy that's going to score a try and score over 80. So you can captain him and you can bet on him. Uh, And we picked Sione Katoa on the weekend. Scored a try, bang, that's going to get you some money. And he scored 88. That is a fantastic captain option. So uh, as... That's two for two, baby. Braden Burns, yeah. Sienna Katoa. So yeah. stay tuned on Instagram for our next Patreon plug and play. And that's pretty much to show people that aren't av- aren't on the Patreon, give them a look about what you can do and um, where that $5 a month is, is going to get you. Cause and how, how to use it as well. Exactly, like, yeah. Sometimes you just get all of this information and then you're like, well, okay, well, what, do I do? <laughs> what do I do with this? hundred. Hundred yeah, and yeah, it is, yeah. and once you do it a couple of times, it's fucking easy. And a lot of the lot of the sheets uh, are like double ups, like they give you the same information, but you can use those sheets to just double check your work. You're like, okay, in, I in think- di- and it shows it in different ways. So exactly. you have a comparison for um, different play, different players from different teams in the same position, and then the other sheets will show you the matchups between um, the teams that are playing each other, so you can see who they're actually lining up against. Yep. And I use it as I, I, I start in the very broad sheets, the ones that are just talking about teams, and then I dwindle it down. I, I try and like a funnel, like I go team, the team sheets, then I go edges, then I go positions, and it just 
zones into one player yep. and I go, that's him. That's my man. That's my boy. And I pick that's, him. That's your buff dude. That is um, my buff dude. And, um, know, two on, for on two the, with the buffs. On, on the other side of the coin, um, Greg Marju has a good matchup. Um, mm. Phoenix Crossland slash Gamble has a good matchup. Greg Marju is a bad man. Hey, he is. He, He's a bad he, man. He's earned that, that nickname. I think there was seven lads trying to stop him from scoring that try, and he just went, nah. There, there could have been 17 and it still would have got No out. fucking chance. He is an absolute wrecking ball. He's a weapon. Yep. Um, Lockie Fitzgibbon, he obviously dropped a bit of a steaming pile last week, but um, he's he's got a decent matchup with the Sharkies conceding 67 points to the left to our refs. So, yeah, a little bit of a matchup there as well. I like it, bro. Uh, for draft moves, I would just say this. If you can get Sharks players into your team, please do mm. uh, because it's just such a great Super coach scoring side, and it's only getting better. Like the strength of schedule just is getting exponentially better as the season rolls on. And then when you get into yeah. your finals, it's going to be fucking juicy as hell. So if you can get these players in, Sienna Katoa is not a bad um, target because if you look, yeah, 88 in the weekend, but before that, he's actually been putting up pretty shit games, like scoring tries and scoring. <laughs> 55 or 60 points, so not a bad and the guy. Owners, the owners will be getting frustrated and they'll they'll be taking a lot of lower-end op, lower options. Guys that you could have picked up off the waivers in, in weeks gone by, like your, your Brian Kellys and all that sort of stuff. 100, yep. And it kind of shits me that I don't have any Sharks in my side, but, yeah, I'll be looking. I'll be shopping. Don't worry about that. And the Knights, um, another really good Supercoach scoring side. And now with KP back in this side, and what I liked about it on the weekend is him having a big game. Now the defences are looking at him. Yeah. They that's really, opening up space to the, 100%, to the other bro. Yeah. Because you could tell in that game they weren't worried about him. They gave mm-hmm. him space. They laid off him. They laid off him. And he just went, are you fucking, you. Are you fucking serious? Do you know who I am? And just went bang, bang, bang. Dummy, dummy, dummy. Even dummy the fucking fullback. See you later, champion. Hmm. I mean, and now they're going to be doing video on that, just going, okay, KP's back. So we do need to pressure him, please. We need to get up in his face. And and, and when that happens, we're going to see more of that ball playing from KP, which is his strong suit. It's not his running game. It's his fucking passing game. No, it it all started with his running game, and then and then it developed into the passing game, and that that right to left pass is Oof. just oh, it's it's a bullet, so, so good. And that's what I was thinking when I was saying that. I was like, right, I like this as a is a Marzu owner because the big Greg Beast out there is going to have some space if defenses get up in KP's face. Mm, for sure. <sighs> yeah, good, 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 good. Tyson Frizzell looked good. He does. He's been he, solid he, he, all he, he, year, to be honest. Yeah. No, he's definitely one that um, I was expecting him to go a little bit better. Um, but he's still, like, season to date, he's, he's been killing it. Um, I was expecting him to maybe go top um, towards the top end of the 60, high 60s, but very happy with that if you're an owner. No, big time. And the other one, Adam Elliott, they're just easing him back, like, they, yeah. they see what they see what they did last time. Yep. Where they rushed it, rushed him back in. Yep. put him put him in high, high minutes when he, they shouldn't have. Re injured his groin. 
So, yeah. Exactly. And he, he scored 42. Uh, just checking the minutes he played. I think it was like 30-something. 35, 35 minutes. Yeah. So I expect him to get up around that 55 to 60-minute mark when he's up and running. And that's a 65 average. Like, he's just that type of player. He's got a huge engine. He's super fit, super strong, um, has a nice offload as well. So if he's available, you pick him up, you put him on your bench. Yes, you're going to get 40-point scores for the next sort of three maybe weeks. But once he's fit, once they're happy with him, he'll be starting. He'll have the 13 on his back and he'll be playing decent minutes. Mm, Yeah. Um, captaincy options here. This is what game is this? This is Saturday, 3 p.m. So you can VC and captain depending on how your team is made up. But Nico, he is the top oh, captain please. option, please. I mean, he is every yeah. week, isn't he? He's fucking, he's a freak. Um, yep. Will Kennedy, perfect yep. Will VC. Kennedy for sure. Um, Teague Wilton's probably a good, a decent VC because, I mean, he's, he's topped the ton, uh, once I think this season. He's got a fantastic matchup, so definitely one to look at there. Outside of that, we don't really have the high ceiling guys that you'd want from a v, um, for a VC. So maybe, maybe like, I mean, we haven't seen it from Blake Bradley before, have we? So, no. Yeah. If you do have some of the Knights' guns, like uh, Dom Young is probably going to get a try in this game. Sharks are pretty terrible, mm. their left-edge defense. Um Marzium, not as much just because of the edge that he's playing. But I do like Dom Young and I do love KP in this game. So you could vice VC them. I wouldn't captain them, though. No, no, I agree. All right, let's get into this Saturday, 5.30 p.m. Gay Tigers v. Cows Leichhardt Oval. Uh, yep, another perfect day for rugby league. No weather issues there. What are the ins and outs? All right, this one's going to take a little while. Um, so Tigers are one to thirteen, and cows are one to thirteen. Perfect. How good. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's not there, there's not much to talk about for ins and outs, but um, obviously Jerome Buller, he's been going quite well since taking on the. Um, well, it's actually it's Buller versus uh, Scotty Drinkwater, so you'll be coming up against your former boy. I would love, I would really love Buller to outscore drinking in this one. I think it, I think he will look. Buller has actually looked quite good in actual NRL, so I, I don't, I don't expect him to be dropping shit scores. He's uh, he's actually look because in the trade that I did, so obviously I was giving up drinky. And Riso gave me the option of Sebastian Chris and Jerome Buller. And I looked at mm. their stats, and Buller's stats are heaps better than Chris's. Heaps yeah. better. More runs, more tackle breaks, more try involvement. He gets, he gets involved, yeah. 100. It's just that he plays for the Tigers. But I was like, fuck. This. And the strength of schedule is better for the Tigers as well for his position. Mm. Yeah. But And I was like, okay, I'll take Buller. But... I think he'll just grow in confidence. He looks, yeah, he looks fantastic. Just needs to save a spot until, yeah, until Pappy comes back. Come on, Pappy, come on, baby, come back. He's gonna, he's gonna be so good when he comes back in twenty twenty four. Got him. Just, um, just come back for round twenty four onwards, please. Yeah. Um, so there's a there's a few matchups all over the shop. So what what what's the what are the key attacking and defensive areas? Yeah, so like I alluded to earlier, like the Tigers 
I actually stack up pretty nicely in this one. Um, they've been staunch in defense for Supercoach points, and I really like their left attack in this one. They are more dominant on their right um, and have been for the last sort of six rounds, but the Cows leak 60 points per player per game to left attacks. So if the Tigers can spark up their left attack, I really like that. For the Cows, it's their right attack that should find some success in this one. Tigers have the third best Supercoach matchup of the round, if you can fucking believe that, mm. and the second best left attack matchup um, amongst all left attacks. So, yeah, Cowboys have just been really, really bad. It's, it's more about the Cowboys being really bad on their right defense than it is about the Tigers being really good on their left. But I think there is room there for the Tigers to find success just because their defense has been quite good and I mean the Cowboys just so unpredictable on both sides of the ball um so I do like like Junior Tupu out there uh, he's not a bad ATS I think he'll be playing up around the $2.70 mark like for a winger that's, yeah, nice. that's pretty good for a wing. Yeah. yeah, it's really good value, so I don't mind against him. A, against and he's going to be coming up against a Cole Felt, and we know how often Cole Felt r- rushes up off his wing. It's a commandment. You just take the winger against Cole Felt on the yeah. other side of the ball. You take Cole Felt to score one. So I do like those mm. guys um, to get some meat in this one, but just a shit old game really to try and read. It's it's hard. Really liked what I saw from Helam Lukey on the weekend. I think a lot of people did, didn't they? Yeah. And the, and uh, I took notice of something that Guru said on one of his podcasts. He was like, look, if Lukey didn't get injured when he got injured, would we be talking about Lukey as the Nanai? Would it be Lukey in I the still, origin I, side? I still think that Helam Lukey, when they, when they were both um, debuting at around the same time, I thought Lukey was better. Hundred exactly. I thought, so- I thought he was a lot better. And then Nanai obviously had that great run, similar sort of time that Lukey did his ACL, and uh, history's history's on the wall now. But um, yeah, I think he's got more to his game than Nanai does. Um, he definitely has more base. Oh, more more super coach. I mean, more more super coach relevant. Yeah, like he made. Uh, he made 14 runs on the weekend, made 23 tackles, which is nice for an edge back rower. And I think I think in the first four rounds, Nanai made 13 runs. Yeah. So that's the difference. That's and you can't you can't be having that no. in your team. And like. Lukey is that big Sean Lane type, big lanky, hard to handle. Where do you tackle him? Mm-hmm. If you tackle him within five metres, he's going to get the ball down. So I do like him. And the way that he's played, you would think that Nanai comes back, takes that right edge, and Lukey shifts over to the left because we've seen Lukey play left edge as well. Yeah, yeah. So he's definitely um, a really good pickup because the, I think the, there's uh, rest of season value there. Oh, there, there is for sure. I think there's there's a bit of an asterisk in that whole situation though with, um, with Lucy Lou. So what happens when he comes back? Are they going to play him through the middle? Because they have they have been a couple of troops down for middle forwards, and we know that um, Lucy Liu has the body type and the um, I know the skills to play through the middle if needed. Mm. Um, they they're missing guys like like Tamau's injured. They they've been doing without Lolo. It's they need some punch through the middle. 100%. I agree. And everyone yeah. keeps talking about uh, Luciano Leilua coming back. I haven't heard a fucking thing. 
I haven't heard whispers about no. him. Nothing. I don't know where they're well, reading I mean, these articles, he, but like, well, he's um no. So he's he's uh, court case is decided in the next week or so. Okay. Um. So it's always been penciled in for round thirteen that he's potentially coming back. Um. But yeah, we. I mean, I, I I've got no information on it. This is just what I've what I've heard. Yeah. Okay. Apparently. Yeah, interesting, very interesting. But, yeah, I think there's going to be some points in this one. Um, I love how the Tigers forwards played on the weekend. Uh, John Bateman, Isaiah Papali looks back to his best. Dave Clemmer's been killing it as well. So those guys should be up for it again. Luke Brooks, I mean, without um, – what's his face in the side? Your mate, what's his name? Adam Dewey. Forgotten all about him. See? Oh, that doesn't take long. That's, that, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> I, haven't, Look, I haven't forgotten about him. Brooks has looked good. He's looked really good. So, um, yeah, it's, like I said, just a, a real weird type of game to um, to judge. What's the top matchups and sits? Talk so to me. The key, key matchups in this one, um, Brendan Wakeham, um, his partner in crime, he has actually got a really good matchup. So, the cows in the last six rounds have conceded 73.8 points to right halves. So an interesting one. Might be a plug and play. I wouldn't be risking it. But to be honest, your options are probably limited if you're looking at um, wavering, wavering in or, or bringing in a um, plug and play half. Um, a lot of the matchups do sit with the um, the cows. So mentioned it before, Kyle Felt and um, Hiku on that right edge have a great matchup and Halem Lukey on, on their inside also has a great matchup. Um, so that whole right edge, including Dearden as well in the right half, all have fairly good matchups. Um, on the um, on the other side, we've got Zaya Papali and John Bateman both having decent matchups. Zaya Papali, he... Um, the cows have been conceding 69 points per game to left to RFs. So one that look, it, it might there might be a few opportunities for him through there. Um, he hasn't hasn't performed anywhere near anyone expected. Um, but we do did know that he was going to have a bit of a downtick in his attacking output. And a lot of it comes down to Luke Brooks just doesn't know how to use him. Mm. Um, I, I don't know whether that's going to change towards the end of the season. Um, he is going to get you your 55 to 60 points per game. He has got the upside there. It's just whether Brooks can unlock it, I, I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Brooksy's Brooks is a weird one, isn't it? I mean, I don't want to fucking <laughs> – I don't want to jump on it and be negative about him because he just cops it everywhere. But, yeah. I don't know. It's hard. Um, for draft moves, I think Reuben Cotter's a nice little target at the moment coming off the game where he scored 54 points. Back-to-back games where he's got 60-plus minutes. So reading between the lines, maybe they have settled on sort of like a 60-plus minute role for Reuben Cotter. And as long as he's going to get that, he's going to be tasty. I think he'll get up around that 60 average, 65 average, um, and you're getting him low at the moment. And he's well, dual now? He is. Let me look. No. Because we um, – just one thing that we've – yeah, obviously they've switched over round 12. All of the players mm. that were going to get dual have now got dual. Yep. So, yeah, yeah no, guys like Manu, Kiri and all it. that, he didn't get it. Okay. Well, he's almost – he's a, he's a shoo-in to get it um, for round 18. So, mm. there's one more one more um, turn for them to, to get dual. Yep. And he's named at 13 again, so... Yep, so he's got that now. Yep. Um, and also, 
The thing with Origin players is, in and around Origin, they just play so well at club land because it just seems slower and easier for them. Like, how many guns have you seen over the past come back from Origin and just absolutely blitz it? Do you know what I mean? Like, Cookie comes to mind, Cam Murray comes to mind, these guys that come back and just go, fuck, this game's slow. Like, let me at it. And Ruben Cotter, if he survives Origin, like he obviously came back a little bit lame last year, but if he survives it, could go to another level. Yeah. Uh, for captaincy and VC options, I don't like anyone. Yeah, I mean, like either of these sides, I I mean, Val Holmes would typically be the one that you'd be like, oh, yeah, you might be able to VC him but he has the worst matchup mm. um, for left center. So they've only been conceding 36 points to left centers. Um, doesn't bode well for him. Um, I mean, Ruben Cotter hasn't been pumping out those 70-odd point scores no, that he has. You can't trust it. You can't trust it. Same with Zaya Publi and uh, Johnny Bateman. So I, I think this one... Just yes, leave it. You, you plug and play guys in because I think there'll be a few decent scorers, but no one of that high... High-end ceiling. Yep. Let this one through to the keeper when you're talking about VC and captain options. Mm. Uh, yep. Let's get in the next game. Saturday, 7.35 p.m. Finns v. Storm, Suncorp Stadium. Another great day for football. 0% chance of rain. Very sunny. Um, and a minimum of 10 degrees at night. Love it, love it, love it. What are the ins and outs here, bro? Oh, mate. Another hard one? Val, Val Tavare. I know. Fucking what's oh, going mate. on? Like, What's you, happening what, here? What more, what more can the boy do? Give, give the fans um, what they want, please. So um, he's been dropped to the extended bench with Brenko Lee coming back from injury. We kind of saw it happening, so it's not not a huge um, surprise. Ewan Aiken's been named, but he's obviously um, he'll be in doubt all the way up to um, the run on uh, just due, due to a hemi injury. Jay Brom has returned from his own hammy injury. Um, Milf's been carried on the bench, so um, Cody Nikarima might be sharing a little bit of time with him. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. Um, and the Storm on the other side, they're one to thirteen. Um, Nas has been named despite the ankle injury, um, the, the ankle injury and the rib cartilage injury. So I would expect um, with those type of injuries, the, especially the rib cartilage, it's a drop in PPM. Um, it's and it's a pain tolerance thing. So it's uh, when you're talking about an explosive type of player like him, it's probably is going to really impact his his high end score potential. Mm. Yep, fair. Uh, for strengths and weaknesses, both teams strong through their left attack, but not really dominant enough to show a decent matchup. It's more the middle that I'm interested in here. Both teams really strong up the guts, but also weak up the guts. So we're strong in defence. Are strong in attack, weak in defense. So there's going to be some space for guys like JMK, Harry Grant, Nick Meany, you know, with backup. Also, Cam Muscle loves to play through the middle as well. Uh, the Hammer, I expect there to be a fair few line breaks up the guts when there's tied defenders there. Uh, Storm's left attack is probably the one I would pick for edges. 
um, for both Supercoach points and tries. Storm also have the second best Supercoach matchup of the round, just with the Dolphins conceding a lot of Supercoach points so far this year. But I think this is going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be a tough game. Dolphins have showed us that they're a gritty fucking team. And when Storm... It's going to be be closer than anyone expects. 100%. Um, All of these big games, they, they turn up. They do. They fucking do. And you bet your dick that... Uh, Wayne wants to get up against uh, Bellamy once again and put a good performance in. So, mm. yeah, I, I, look, it's 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 a tough game on the Dolphins side of the ball for Supercoach points because they're so unpredictable. And the way that they play their footy, it's really gritty and they spread their points out really evenly. Like, mm. you might not have anyone get tons, but you might have eight guys get 55, 60 points. Yeah, it's just a yeah. weird super coach side. Whereas in the Storm, you do have your big dicks. Nick Meany should have a good game. Cameron Munster, Harry Grant, they all should be in for a big one. Um, really like how Billy Warbrick is coming along. We liked him earlier on in the season. Uh, we, you know, we he's lo- that he's that perfect body type, isn't he? I that, think for he's, like a modern, modern day winger. The penny's dropping. I think he's just like fuck. I'm big. I'm strong. I'm hard to handle. Give me the ball. <laughs> I'm just going to run over cunts. And yeah. so, and he'd be available in a lot of free agencies as well. And I love him out there on that right edge because he's running outside Jerome Hughes. We love, we love Jerome Hughes' kicking game. He's ball playing. Also, his ability to break the line, make uh, line breaks. You know, he's always giving blokes in support uh, some nice super coach points. So, yeah, I do love Billy there as a nice little pick up and play. But uh, what are the starts and sits for this one, bro? Uh, I've already done the starts and sits. Um, so the, the matchups, though, is um, it is mainly on the Storm side. So key matchups, uh, Nick Meany, you mentioned it before. Um, it, this is a top, top matchup. So the, um, the Dolphins concede the most to fullbacks. Storm score the most at fullback out was scoring the top six for fullbacks so considering 83 points per game huge um care munster so he's got a he's got a top matchup as well uh, dolphins concede second most so 75 points per game to left halves he's been scoring at a fucking clop so far justin olam has clop. a really good matchup yeah is that high um, yeah, it's quite high actually. Um, <laughs> I can give you, I can give you the exact dimensions, but yeah, you have to hold right. on to that. We'll just say that Klopp is very high. The Klopp is very high. Um, yeah, Justin Olam has a really good matchup. So the Dolphins have been conceding the most to left centers, 72 points per game. Um, and Joshi King has a good matchup as well. So they've been, they've been, con- uh, Dolphins have been conceding. Second most to locks, 74 points per game. Um, there's a whole bunch of matchups for this for the forwards, except for Eli Katoa. All um and even Jerome Hughes has a good matchup. It's all green, it, isn't it? It's this it's all green for the um for the storm, and then mm. it's all red for the um for the dolphins because yeah, the the look the storm have really turned up the defense in the last last like month. They've really turned it up and you can just see it in, that their intensity's gone up. And look, it was a bit of an embarrassment towards the start of the season. Um, and yeah, the pennies has sort of dropped for them. Good game for our captains, Cam Munster, Harry Grant, 
the uh, <laughs> yeah, the arm, boy. The arm bands. I, I think I might. Boys. I think I might just be um, strength happening. Oh, 100. Yeah, I haven't even like given it a second thought. <laughs> yeah, Done. I mean, like it's um, it, yeah. I mean, like the the low scores for those two are in your sixties anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it should be a big game. Um, yeah. So draft moves, not a lot going on here. All the big dicks would have been taken up. No one's giving them up anyway. I did t- touch on Billy Warbrick as a nice little pickup there. Other than that, not a lot to talk about. Really? No. Did Kbrom um, get the jewel? Kbrom did get the jewel. Yep. So he's now um, front row forward and to RF. Um, I've actually got the list here, so just bear with me. Um, or do we want to do it at the back end? We'll do it at the back end. We've done yeah. the um, the games. But, yeah, Kenny Bromwich, nice little pick up there. He's going to get you that 45, 50 points in your front row forward. A little bit of uh, flexibility there. Don't mind that. But other than that, not a, much, not a lot to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. If you can VC Storm players, love it. But if you're going to captain any of them, yeah, it's Cam Munster and Harry Grant for mine. Yeah, even throwing a sneaky one on Nick Meany. Mm. Um, he's shown he's got high high upside and he gets involved around the play. So 100. definitely one to look up. All right, let's get into the next game. Sunday, 2 p.m., Dogs v. Titans, Acor Stadium. 10% chance of rain, partly cloudy, westerly winds up to 25 kilometers an hour. So not the greatest day, but still shouldn't be too wet. Shouldn't affect uh, Supercoach points. Uh, what are the ins and outs here? Oh, mate, it's finally, it's here, it's here. Carl Oluwapu made it. is finally making his debut, um, starting debut, I should say. So Grubb moves to the bench there. Uh, Josh had a car return, so he was obviously named last week. Late withdrawal. Blake Wilson drops out into the uh, extended bench. Um, Aaron Clark makes his return from a finger injury. Um, Verrills, he's, he's still not back for the, the Titans, so he might be a little ways away. Than what we thought. Um, so if we're, if you guys were looking to stash him, he might not be. Uh, you might be stashing him for a couple of weeks longer than expected. Yeah, for sure. It's a weird old game this one for mm. trying to pick where they're going to score tries. Um, really shit game for matchup. So Titans super strong on the left, like we know, but the Dogs are weak on the other side of the field. Dogs are strong uh, on their right, but the Titans are weak. Uh, on their right as well. So the only real matchup I could find is the Dogs' left attack uh, has a slight matchup as uh, they score mo- the majority of their tries down that edge and Titans concede 41% of their tries to left attacks. And you've also got Josh Adokar coming back into this Dogs' side. Hopefully, fingers crossed, that doesn't change. But obviously, he's coming back and he's going to put a good performance in because it's origins around the corner and he wants to show Freddie that he deserves a spot in that side. Um, But in saying that, it must be noted that the Titans left edge, I think they score points against anyone. I don't care where they're weak. Uh, The Titans left, they just pummel that left again and again with David Feeder, with Kieran Foran, Brian Kelly with space, AKP. Like you said earlier, he scores doubles. I do, it doesn't matter. I think you can fire this left edge up, whoever they're playing. And you want some stocks. You want some real estate in this Titans left edge because there's super coach points galore on that left edge. Mm, yeah. And look, Brian Kelly, he's got a great floor. He's got a decent ceiling. 
and he, he's got he's got a he's got a nice high ceiling, but he's got a real good attainable ceiling. So he'll get he'll drop your sixties left, right, and center. He can go up and step it up to eighty to one hundred relatively easily with just a try. Um, but yeah, he just he breathes super coach points. It's it, it, I, I I've got him in one of my leagues. I'm devo that you've got him in, in our league. He's amazing. He's, um, he's definitely a great great one. And we've talked about it again and again and again. Like anyone that's going to be close to David Feeder is going to have fine success because he just demands so much defensive um, attention. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I do love this Titans left edge. It's going to be on song in this one. All right, give me the top matchups and sits for this one. All right, so there's no top, top matchups. Um, there's, a, there's a couple of decent ones. So, obviously, Fox and Alamotti have a pretty good matchup. Both of their positions... Um, the Titans concede about 64 points per game. So definitely that's a really, um, really good matchup for those guys. You'd expect a little bit more attack through that corridor with the Fox back as, as a good attacking outlet. Um, that would tie into Burton as well. So Burton's got a pretty good matchup himself. Um, the Titans have been conceding 72.7 points to left halves. So I think Burton is a pretty good if you're chasing a win and you've got Burton in your side, he's he's not a bad smoky to um to put a captaincy on because he can go can go supersonic. We haven't seen it this season, but he's definitely um that type of player. And we know that defense sometimes is an afterthought for the Titans. That is very true. And a guy that yeah. you brought to my attention over the weekend is Hayes Perham. Mm. Hayes under the under the radar Perham. Yeah. So CTW fullback dual eligible as well. The last four games have gone 79, 69, 57, 66 with only one try in there and two try assists. I mean, just all effort. Just all yep. fucking solid base, getting involved, doing a lot. And I know that the six-round average for uh, conceding points to, to fullbacks isn't great for the Titans, but before that, it was really fucking bad. I mean, yeah. I think the percentage for score uh, conceding tries to fullbacks, Titans are like in the bottom three. Like they concede like 18% yeah. of their tries to fullbacks. So I don't mind him as a play here against the Titans. Like you said, on both sides of the ball, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored here. Um yeah, I mean, I, other side, I haven't, I haven't really gone through the um, the attacking options for the Titans, but uh, Jaden Campbell has a decent matchup. Uh, Doggy's been conceding sixty-eight points to fullbacks. Jojo Fafita has a really good matchup. Uh, they've been conceding seventy-seven points to right centers. Um, Joe Stimson, no one cares about, so I'm going to hmm. skip over him. Um, AKP, um, so they, they've. Been conceding the fourth most Supercoach points this season. To will Lynch. score a try. He will. He will. Score. He will score two tries. Oh, That's my big boss. Okay, score. there's the there's the core people. There's, well, actually, no, I'm going to double down it. I'm going to do a, a, a daily double. Okay, a Talk daily double of doubles. Yeah. Um, AJ double into AKP double. Ooh, I like it. I really I'm actually, like I'm it. Actually put, I'm going to put that on there. Yeah, bet it now. Yeah, while well, I'm thinking of it. Bet it now. Yeah, I've made KP, AKP. I mean, again, he's just on that left edge. There's just so much space out there. Defenses are jamming in. They're jamming in on Fafita. They're jamming in on Brian Kelly. And he's just got so much space. So, yeah, he'll get one here. I reckon the Fox gets one. Um, 
yeah, Campbell's going to play well. I think Hayes Perham's going to play well as well. Mm. Um, but as for captaincy options, it's just big, big David Feeder, big David. Big David Feeder, yeah. He he doesn't have he doesn't have the most sensational matchup, but I mean they've been conceding sixty five points on average, and he's been scoring about a hundred on average, so. It still spells a pretty good, pretty good knock for him. Hundred percent. People are getting quite hard and wet over um, Harrison Edwards. I will say that before the weekend, where he scored ninety four points, which and he looked fantastic, he still the the two games beforehand he did have really good minutes, fifty eight and sixty two minutes, and his PPM was shit house. It was below one. Yeah, I mean when you when you really do have a big attacking output, it does it does. Um, it does fuck up your viewpoint of um, yeah your yep. perspective. I wouldn't be expecting him to get nineties every week, no. you know, especially with sixty minutes and he got thirty eight points the week before. So don't get too excited over a front row forward. And we always say, don't spend a waiver claim on a front row forward. There's so many guys out there that you can pick up, and they can be a nice little plotter for you, forty five to fifty points, and you don't have to ruin your spot on the waiver ladder. Yep. Uh, anyone else you want to talk about in these two teams? Um, Kieran Foran. Um, he's obviously been going at, at a really good clip this season. Um, that He's got a pretty good matchup with the Doggies conceding 72 points per game. He's going to be available on almost all waivers uh, as a plug-and-play option, and he's, he's a decent one to fire up in this round as well. Mm. Again, David Fafita. It's yeah. the David Fafita effect. It really is. Anyone around him is, go- is going to... Prosper. Mm, absolutely. All right, last game of the round, Sunday, 4.05 p.m., Raiders v. Manly GIO Stadium. She's going to be chilly down there, a minimum of one, 10% chance of rain. Uh, minimum of one. Yep. Fuck yep. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Winds as well up to 20 kilometers hour, 25 kilometers hour during the morning. So, oh, yeah. oh, Icy breeze. Icy chill, no, baby. thank you. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, ins and outs, bro. Uh, so the Keens announced, um, so Zach Wolford, he got a concussion, but, um, yeah, and I was expecting Tom Stone to obviously start, which he has, but um, I don't think there's going to be as much of a bump in his minutes as expected because Danny Levi mm. is making his return via the and They do so like Danny Levi. They love him. They started him off at the, um, at the start of the season. Mm. I actually think Danny Levi, if he can stay in the team, he might be a sneaky pickup mm. um, if you're really struggling in your hooker spot in draft. So, one to watch. Uh, Josh Alloway is out after dislocating his shoulder, replaced by a gerbo at lock. Um, and then Kelma Tolongi, as you mentioned before, with a facial fracture. Ben Turbo comes in uh, on the left edge. And Joshy Schuster. He returns after getting on the man shakes. He's dropped the dropped the kilos, and um, yeah, he's back in the side replacing Cooper Johns. Yeah, yeah, weird old game this one again. I mean, as this round's weird for right attacks. Usually, it's left attacks that have all the big matchups, but it's all about the right attacks this round. Uh, Manly's left defense is just fucking woeful. It's disgusting. I'll be all over the Raiders. At- Right attack uh, to find some success here. I should have added. I should have added Rapana as a double try scorer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Raiders yeah. left defense not far behind there. Mainly a strongest down their right attack as well. So far up the Seagulls' right attacking weapons. 
the Raiders' right attack has the third best supercoach matchup of all right attacks. So like you said, Rapuna out there on the right. If he doesn't score, I'm not here. That is seven straight games that a right wing has scored against the Seagulls. And I will be hammering this stat until it breaks. So you can bet your fucking dick and balls that I will have huge money on Jordan Rapunzel to score this weekend. Uh, Because with those stats, it's almost a fucking certainty. Better than interest in the bank, as I I like to say. (laughs) Um, Give me the top matchup sits. Uh, so top matchups and sits. So um, Jordan Rappiner has obviously got a great matchup. Uh, they've been concede the manly side have been conceding the most to right wings, eighty three points on mm. average the last six games. Mm. Obviously a great matchup. Sebastian Chris has a really good matchup. Um, Seventy eight points per game they've been conceding. Um, Jamal Fogarty has a really good matchup on the right. Uh, as the right half, obviously feeding the ball out to um, Rapana, 68 points on average conceded. Um, outside of that, Starling Levi, but we're not really going to consider that. Um, ben Burbo actually has a has a decent matchup, and he looked like a bit of a likely type in the game. I like him, bro. I like him as a yeah, pickup. Yeah. He could he can do a job for you. In your and he's gonna he's gonna be there for another six to six to eight weeks um, mm. because Tuolagi's going to be out for about that level of time to um, heal his facial fracture. So, um, and a, a bit of a plug and play might be Jason Saab on that right wing. Um, the problem is as a, as a plug and play option, when it goes poor, it goes very poor. Mm. Um, like there's no safety net with Jason Saab. He'll mm. score it either 10 or 110. Yep. It's um, it, it, you, get, you live and die by the sword. And at this time of the, um, this time of the round, if you're chasing the victory, you can do worse things than um, pulling in um, Jason Saab. Yeah, a couple of old Raiders faithfuls just going ham at the moment. We had Joseph Tarpany on the weekend, got injured, still came back on, scored 70. Huddy Young just doing Huddy Young things um, that he was mm. doing last year, scoring tries, scoring big points. So good things for the Raiders at the moment in their attacking output because they have been a little bit stifled in attack, especially super coach points-wise. So it's good to see some of these big attacking weapons for the Raiders start scoring points again. I mean, for the Eagles, it's all about Ruben Garrick. He's doing fucking amazingly, like, in all honesty, just carrying the siders at the moment like he's doing what tom travoyevich should be doing in all honesty 100 oh, um and yeah, if you're a tom travoyevich owner to, like to, walker yeah. you're watching tom and just going hello <laughs> is this thing on do yeah. something but yeah, yeah it's, it's been tough it's been tough mainly been mainly been a weird side they just aren't attacking well things aren't clicking not looking as cohesive as they have been in the last few years. Uh, I will say Tolotau Cola looked really good. I love his base. He's got you, a, yeah, I was about to say his base is amazing and he's yes, dual. And you would think the points come eventually. Josh Schuster has to be picked up even though he has been disappointing. If he can stay healthy, we, we've seen what he can do in attack. And it might unlock some of these other attacking weapons as well. That's how good he can be. Mm, yeah. Um, and, yeah, you touched on it, Ben Trevojevic. Uh, he might uh, be rested for Ethan Bullimore at points during the game, but he's yeah. just one of those guys that they'll feed the ball. He's young, indestructible. He can be a weapon close to the line as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. What's happening with Corey Horsbury? Is he getting suspended? No, just took a fine. He, all of them just got fines. Yeah. So, yeah, like I he, think he little slap on the wrist and he's he's all good. Shouldn't have been fucking 10 in the bin anyway. I mean, please. Nah, I mean, let's talk about some shitty fucking calls with the 10 in the bins. That Broncos game, Jesus Christ, there was some soft sim bins. You notice that the um, the video ref and the on-field ref have been stood down after that game? Oh, really? Yeah. No, nothing was really said about it, but they've both been stood down. So they've obviously – they understand that they've had a fucking shit game. Yep. They're very trigger-happy at the moment, and it's deciding games. Yeah, it is. Three Symbians. Two, one of them I think was justified. Um, but the other ones, even even the the storm one, was stupid. Yeah, but just the boys were having a bit of an argy bargy. Hundred percent. And the thing is, it's like just let the match review committee handle it. Like let the boys yeah. play, let the match review committee sort it out. If they need to be stood down, need to be fined, whatever they can do it post game. But don't ruin the fucking spectacle. Don't ruin the yeah. game. Stupid. And, then, and more than more than often, what happens? They'll get the sim bin and then they get the the suspension on top. Mm. Like, yeah. Silly, silly, silly. All right. Captains, VCs for this game. Obviously, no VCs last game. Captaincy options. Tapanay. Tapanay, yes. Mm. Other than that, man. Like, I, I can't even I, captain Tom Dravojevic anymore, to I, be honest. I, well, as, as an owner, no. Mm. No, you can't. Is the is a simple answer. Um, Tur- Turbo has a, like a, an average matchup. Fucking Schuster um, has a half decent matchup. Can't get but DCE yet. has a terrible matchup. Yeah, so it's tap thirty and points per game. Tap, tap and or tap and or tap oh, out. <laughs> one of your best. Oh, yeah. One of your best. Um, all right, let's fucking. That's the games. So let's get into the happy ending. You want. Happy ending? I got a Let me break it down for you so you understand. I'll hold your hand like a small child. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Fuck you. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap all that up. That An hour and 43 minutes of absolute no, it's just, oh, fucking dribble. We're going to put that in a nice little package for you. Rub you down nice and juicy like get you leaving this podcast on cloud nine. We'll kick it off with your top starts and sits. And as I always say, not taken literally it's just guys with good matchups and guys with bad matchups so starts we've got aj will kennedy nico hines yum tom dearden helam lukey cam munster yum harry grant yum kieran foreign jordan rapiner and the fox for sits we've got selwyn cobbo kurt capewell teletower moan Corey allen cheese gutho andrew davy bradman bess um, Ken Cola and Maddie Moylan, all pretty yucky matchups there. And as always, we'll do our top statistical team. So if you're going to pick a 1 to 13 using the weekly rubdown stats, these are your boys Hooker, Harry Grant, front row forwards, you've got Payne Haas and one of the Bromwich brothers, one of the Bromwich Bash brothers. Mm. Uh, left 2RF, David Fafita. Right 2RF, Zach Hosking. At lock, we've got Jermaine Hopgood or Maddo. doesn't matter. They play the same they role. They both play through the role. Yeah. Halfback, Nico Hines. 5'8", Cam Munster. Left wing, Junior Tupu. Uh, left centre, Cor- Connor Tracy. Right centre, Dan Gagai. 
wing, Jermaine Asago, that's on the right, and your fullback is Will Kennedy. That is your stats team. Look out, baby. If you've got any of those players up for a big round. Um, Your top four VC options for round 12, Nath Cleary, Ben Hunt, AJ Luttrell, Graham, Kennedy, or Hines. You can obviously use Kennedy, Hines as a captaincy option because it's going to be that uh, straddle game in the middle of the round. Mm, Your captaincy options, money, yum. Grant, Yom, David Feeder, and Tapanay. And if you are chasing points, Rapana. Mm. Yeah, I don't mind that. It's mm. a good one. Like I said, you just got to fucking bash that stat until it breaks. The yep. right wing, please. It's ridiculous. Uh, I'll tell you what, the right wing, yeah. Matty Tomoko. Can oh. we just like can we just like put mm. put it put it put the brakes on here? Mm. Matty Tomoko has had an absolute crackerjack of a season. Mm. We're a year um, early. We do this sometimes. Sometimes yeah, we're, no, a year we're all early. Like, we're all over him last season. But um look, he's he's had an he's an absolute blinder so far. Um he's got a half decent matchup in that last game as well. And look, that whole right edge will have a really good matchup. So Fogarty, Tomoko, and um Rapana. So Look, I, I feel like there is going to be a lot of action around there, and yeah, it's it's going to be tough to watch for a Manly fan. He is the um, second coming of Brian Todd, but in the centres, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He is. He's um, look, he's he's a likely type, but he he just has that base and that work rate that you just love to see. Breaks mm. a tackle like they're nothing. It's so good. Yeah. Um. All right. Give me a big balls call for. I know you've given well, me your doubles. My big, my big balls call is the daily double. The daily doubles. Um, AJ. AJ, AJ. Well, actually, I'm going to make it even bigger. Oh, fuck. Here we a, go. AJ double into AKP double into Rapana double. Fuck. Get get on it. Get on it. Yeah. Right, be, that's that's going to be tasty. That's going to be paying big. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Connor Tracy goes 90 plus. I don't mind that because he does have a good matchup, and we know we know that they can score points, mm, especially da- especially down that edge. That's sexy because he could be available on free agents. So, could will go get him? He was he was like a last minute um, a last minute switch in, so no one would have known that he was really available. No, I, I certainly didn't know that he was he was coming in. Go last get round. him. All right, mm. let's touch on the Patreon before we get out of here, bro. You did uh, tickle our taints there a little bit with some of the sheets that you've brought out lately, and that's a it's a, a, a bit of a deep dive into each position. Um, you were talking about the oh, fullbacks yeah. and uh, yeah, so the- so we did it did it in three critical positions. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are positions that um, that have have a little bit of depth, and there there is a bit bit better of a chance for getting um, a high end player in a trade situation. So you can do a bit of a comparison and stuff. So for fullbacks, we we assessed their base power, and then also assessed their try involvements and line break involvements. So that's try assist. Um, try scoring as well as try contributions, line breaks, and then line break assists. Put that all in the mix to see who um, who was top of the list. And I mean, yeah, we, I mean there was some some pretty obvious ones for fullback, be it uh, Reese Walsh and, and others. But um, Dylan Dylan Edwards really stood stood out for me. So he was up up towards near the top, but he was just the base power. Like you've got a really good foundation to work from, and he's he's really been quite productive as well in his attack and output. 
I love um, those stats, especially for fullbacks and CTWs. That's yeah. I did look at I, you showed me, and I was like, oh fuck, what's this? Didn't have any spoons in the freezer. Had to go old school. <laughs> had to go have a cold shower. <laughs> very sexy. These yeah. these sheets are nice, and it's a nice little break up for the stats sheets that we normally do. Um, it's a nice sort of collation of the stats, a bit of a mid season look at like, okay, how 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 are guys scoring, and where are they scoring, and how are they scoring? Yeah, and and look, it gives you a bit of an idea for for CTWs. We did a similar one with the base power versus the try scoring ability. And it just gives you an idea of, okay, are these going to be your high ceiling guys? Are these are these guys? Because a lot of the time, the averages, you can't really see whether they're, 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 um, there are underlying things on their, on their stats. So guys like Mulatalo, heavily reliant on tries. Um, doesn't really show, show that in his averages or even his scoring that much just because he's been scoring tries at a fucking really good rate. And that's um, that's where your powers combine for your CTWs, isn't it? Like yeah. when you get your no, your try scoring ability into your base power, fuck. Well, that's 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 where you get the tie from a few years ago mm. is you, you get the try scoring and you get that amazing uh, work rate. Mm. Um, and then for um, for two RFs, uh, I'll just have to bring it up because I can't actually – it was – I did it a, a week or two ago, so I just need to remind myself what we actually put in there because I know that there was there was try scoring, there was the base power, and I think we might have done line breaks as well. Uh, no, it was try involvements, so um, tries, try assists. So your typical lane sort of player where he'll get his he'll get a um, an offload away and he'll get the try uh, try assist from there, or just with a big lanky body, you'll be able to get over and score a try. So. Obviously, Dave Fafita topped out that list. He topped both categories for um, for base power average and try involvements, mm. and that's an area like the base power average is is an area where he has lacked massively um, in years gone by. He's just putting in a massive session. Um, he he's being the player that he 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 demanded in his performances to be selected. Yep. in the in the Maroon squad, hundred um, percent, and yeah, he. Then going through like guys like Jermaine Hopgood, obviously huge base power and stuff like that. A little bit of a try involvements, but then yeah, Britton Akora, guys like that, which are a bit more try reliant. Um, and it just gives you an indication of where the points are coming from. And these stat sheets are really good to use in conjunction with the other stat sheets that we've got there. So just say you're looking at the strength of schedule sheets and you're trying to put a list together of guys that you want to target for your finals run. You can jot down some names. Then you can go to these sheets and see how they're traveling. So, okay, because you might have to make a decision between two or three or four guys, and this sheet might make the difference where you're like, okay, fuck, this guy's base power is fantastic. He's got a lot of try involvements. Okay, he's the guy that I want to target for the strength of schedule because I know he's got the the points to back it up as well. So, yeah, I really like that. Just another Fucking feather in the cap over there at the weekly rub down Patreon, baby. It's oh, looking yeah. good. It's humming. Now, the other it's one I want to ask you about is the anytime try scorer predictor. Oh, I yeah. heard we've we been, did pretty well. It. Yeah, we've been going. Um, so we, we do the, the top 10, and then we also get a best five. So the last couple of rounds, we've we've got four out of five. Um, just one, one away um, each time. So, yeah, it's been, it's been going quite well. Um, a lot of hit rates. And yeah, you can go go through the list and you can pick out okay who 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 are the who are the guys that I actually like with the with the matchups, um, not just statistically, but also 
um, whoever's whoever's up against felt effectively. Exactly. Those sort of questions. And um, like we do do a list of 10, but we usually say top five, they're the guys you want to put your hard-earned money on. And mm. uh, for most of the season, if you're putting single bets on those guys, you're in front. You, you're making oh, money yeah. at the moment. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. But that's about it, mate, for the Patreon, just killing it. Yeah, everything's t- chugging away nicely. Like, um, there's a lot of a lot of questions and all that come through. So we'll we'll dip into questions after 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 this. But yeah, like uh, everyone's getting involved. Um, there's obviously the Discord as well that's attached to the Patreon. So we've got a lot of um, a lot of guys getting involved, a lot of banter, a lot of um, discussion about different options and different trade trade um, ideas and all that sort of stuff. So really good outlet there as well. Fucking look at us, guy! Just creating a big community. Uh, all right. Speaking of, let's get into some questions, bro. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. You want answers? You know the question. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? I'm Ron Burgundy. Yep. We'll try and get all through right. these as quick as possible. We're at the two-hour mark. All right. <laughs> Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So a classic question. Um, Turbo looked like a busted ass against the Sharks. Uh, is Seb Chris a good replacement? He's got Troll Mitt as his starter. I mean, in all honesty, like Seb Chris has definitely, um, he's come along in the last month massively compared to what he started the season at fullback. Um, looking at his um, his cost at the moment, you're probably paying a little bit overs for what his output is. But look, I think he provides a bit of flexibility there, especially being dual. Um, you can flick him into the um, into your CTWs. Uh, gives you a bit of flexibility. I do think that um, they are going to start scoring a bit better in the next few rounds. Um, and yeah, I think this round he's got a really good matchup as well. So it's definitely one to look at. Yeah, it is interesting. Turbo's a hard one because he does have a pretty nice run over the next four rounds. I don't know. Tough. I have Turbo. I have Turbo and Teddy as my fullbacks at the moment. So yeah, yeah. rough. I'll tell you what, I think Turbo could be playing against the Toronto Scorpions and I don't think he'd play that well. So, <laughs> look, it's, um, it's the, and they're my home team. Okay, uh, Mitch has asked, uh, Draft League, he has uh, Cleary captain for context. Which of these three um, would you start this week? So, Jaden Campbell, Greg yep. Marju, Turbo, or Asako? So, statistic-wise... Uh, definitely Campbell, Asako, and Mazu. So Asako, Asako up against um the Storm. Yeah, I think, doesn't he have a good matchup? He's got the ta- he's got the top ta- top matchup for right wings, amongst right wings. Uh, just bear with me. I'm just getting across to it. But yeah, Mazu definitely. I mean, he's Mazu. Mazu is a start absolute lock. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, Osaka has has it. It does have a tough matchup. So they've they've been conceding uh, forty nine points to right wing. So not terrible, but so maybe like, he's the one that drops out. Yeah, I think you'd have to you'd have to roll the dice on Turbo because I think he bottoms out at like the forty odd that he scored last week. So yeah, yeah, he's definitely one that I'd, I'd be looking at. Uh, Semi's asked us, do I drop Liam Martin or Jackson Ford or neither for Helen Lukey? I would be tempted to drop Martin for him, personally. Yeah, and the thing is, Martin showed us on the weekend that he can rotate through the guts and do a pretty, yeah, pretty and good job. And that's not it's not great for his output, 
and the fact that Spencer Leno is injured, he's probably going to be asked to do that role for a little while moving mm. forward. Um, Maddie has asked, uh, are we worried about Hoskins? Um, worried Martin is going to take the bulk of the minutes off him. Like we just said, it's um, it's definitely one that I'm not overly concerned. Hoskins had an HIA during the game, which is why he scored pretty rubbish. Um, Martin played through the middle, so yeah, it's not really it's one, one to watch though because apparently Hosking passed his HIA and was able to come back on the field, and they just decided not to bring him back on the field. Mm. Yeah, so mm. watch Hosking closely this round because if he gets yeah. if he gets rested. Then that could spell trouble for owners. That's, I mean, I think I think part of that was be, they probably had the plan to rest um, rest Sorensen for Martin, mm. but obviously with Sorensen just going crazy, they um they probably changed their um, changed their tune. Well, let's fucking uh, hope so because I own Hosking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> God, Benjamin. Um, <laughs> Henry's asked us, uh, who are your best value targets heading into the finals? Uh, Roosters, play. Roosters, Roosters players. Roosters players are the best value yep. for sure. The, the the highest highest value targets, uh, probably your Sharkies have a really good strength mm-hmm. of schedule or your guys like your Panthers are definitely guys that I'd be looking at uh, personally. Uh, a lot of those sort of into the finals questions, you really need to get those, um, like what your grand final is, what position specifically. That way we can actually get a um, more targeted answer to you. Uh, Reese has asked us, should I drop Lane to waivers? He's already got ta- Targo on the pine. Uh, I know what you'd say. You'd say keep him. Yeah, um, if it if it had come out and they were like, yeah, it's a decent hammy injury, like, yeah. I mean, it's a, gra- it's a grade two, so it is decent. Is it a grade two? Yeah, grade two. I thought it was grade one. Grade grade two is like four weeks. A grade grade one is usually one to two, isn't it? Oh, I thought I heard grade one on the physios podcast. I might have got that wrong. Oh, it might it might be extra because it's a recurrence. Yeah. Of the All I heard was not concerning. Like he's gonna yeah, have yeah, a little yeah. bit of time off. Um, but if they were like, Yeah, it's a decent hammy. Yep, he's going to be out for six to eight weeks. Like if it was, if they were talking about this hammy, like they were talking about AJ Brimson, yeah, he's probably a drop. But because they're a little bit more optimistic about it, I think if you have the space, keep him. Yep. Yeah, I think. Look, if you can, if you can cover him with an, any positions, like even with an AE or anything like that, he's worth keeping because he'll get you your sixty points average. Um, otherwise, yeah, you, you might have to move him on. Yeah. Um, I'd be looking to trade him before I and get some value out of him before I drop him to waivers, though. Yep. Um, big dog's got to eat. Hey, fellas. Uh, great enhancement for the waiver target post each week. Um, I'm still feeling the loss of Jaden Braley, aren't we all? Um, and have been covering hooker position for an AE. Yep. I feel like uh, I feel like Icarus <laughs> flying too close to the sun as I, I'm doing it every week. Uh, mate, I feel you, bro. Um, Nothing else you can do, son. Yeah, I mean, um, he's asked us about um, how far away Verrills is. I mean, we we're expecting his return last week, so I, I just don't know. Um, look, it's it, it's something that even when he does come back, the fact that um, the fact that Randall has played quite well probably means that he'll get a spot on the bench, uh, even if Verrills starts. 
Um, they have been carrying a hooker on the bench in recent games. Whether they do like the um, the option of having an extra forward on the bench, moving to an 80-minute hooker, which is what they started the season as, uh, mm. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks. Um, he's asked, should what do we feel about a stash for Connor Watson? The oh, casual, casualty fuck. ward says mid season, mm. but fuck, like with how bad cheese is going, you'd imagine that Connor Watson strolls straight back in. Um, the problem is like it's a it, it's a pretty significant injury that he's coming back from that patella thing. I mean, if you've got a big bench, yeah, fuck, why not? Yeah, well, I mean, like he's he's worried about carrying a Karen Verrills. So mm. if he's if if he's really concerned about that, then I mean, I, I do think that Connor Watson has a better upside and and probably a better average than Verrills will anyway. Yeah, so I think so. It, it's just the unknown of when Verrill uh, when um, Watson well when either, but when Watson comes back. So personally, I'd be sacrificing a prop um, that he's got on the bench to stash Watson, but. Yep. Either way, it's not not a fantastic situation to be in. No, I feel for you, bro. Uh, Michael has asked us which CTW to start between the Beast, Kiraz, Miller, Meany, Katoa, Panasini. You've got a fucking amazing set of CTWs right there. Fuck um, no. Mazu. So which which to start? Uh, okay, so four, I'm assuming four. four I'm assuming four. Um, so I would go Beast. I would go Mini. Siona Katoa. Yep. Uh, Penasini had a good matchup, but I'm I'm leaning more towards probably Karaz. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, Anthony, and this is the last one. So Anthony has asked us: Is it worth dropping Lane for Luki? So similar question to before. Uh, Liam Martin or Elliot? Ah, uh, fuck! It's it's either Elliot or Lukey. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's and you'd have to be willing to take the forty odd point scores from Elliot for the next few weeks while he while he builds some um, builds some lung capacity. Yep. Yeah. Probably Lukey. Yeah, because I think I, I think he's got that attacking upside and. He has to keep that spot and move over mm. to the left. I mean, look at looking at his. Um, so he's given given us his team. He's a uh, around twenty three to twenty six uh, top six finals. Uh, he's got Young Hosking and Isaiah Papali. So he's got guys that can cover the position for a number of weeks until he needs. So I'm thinking Adam Elliott might be the might yeah. Be okay, the so he can carry him. Yeah. Ken, Ken Karim, on his bench, he's got Lane, um, Sammy Walker, Dungo, and ooh, Lil Papi. So at least it, uh, if he doesn't change Lane, he's got no option for a VC loophole potentially. Mm. Um, or he's got no injury cover either. So, yeah, something to think about. I, I personally, I, I'm probably be leaning towards dropping him, dropping um, Lane for Elliot. Mm. Yeah, he's going to be solid, Elliot. He will. He really will. I think he's going to. He's going to finish the season probably on a similar average as as Lane. Mm. But um, he's going to be obviously playing a lot more games now. Yep. Yeah, I agree. The only the only concern that I have, uh, I mean, I was going to say that Elliot probably has a fairly 
horrid run in the finals for around 23 to 26, which we know the Knights do, but so do the Eels. <laughs> so it's not much of a difference yeah. there. And the thing is, like, it's probably going to affect Lane more than it is Elliot because Elliot's through the middle. Exactly, exactly, because their locks are typically more matchup proof. Yep. All right, so that that's it. That's all. Cool, 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 cool. All right, thank you for your questions as always, people. Uh, we love you, and that's it for us, mate. Fucking another big one. I'm I'm fading, bros. I'm out. fucking I, fading, mate. I I need to piss like a, a proverbial racehorse. The um, it's always the case. We we dribble on way too much about the first three games, and then just play catch up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been with it. It's a running race at the moment. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. That's the final sign, brothers. Make sure you go follow us on all the socials. If you haven't already, you're a fucking dog. Uh, jump in. Uh, check out the Patreon $5. Fuck, cheaper than a schooner. Please get out there. I'm telling you, you'll love it. And if you want to get a little bit of a sneak preview about what it's all about and how to use those stat sheets, keep a lookout on Instagram. I'm going to do another Patreon plug and play. Pick a guy that I really like. Um, killed it with Sianni Katoa in the weekend. Hopefully I can go back to back here. But as always, remember, there are many things a man can do with his time. This is better than those things. You're damn right, Walker. Catch us next round on the Weekly Rubdown. That India. Catch up!